everybody. This is Ash, and welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Netizens. It is great to be back for another week of K-pop and Asian culture goodness. I am joined by my lovely co-podcasters, Nat. Hello. And Jimin. Hello. And everybody, how's your week been? How have things been going? They've been good. <laughs> I really don't have anything else. <laughs> well, I mean, the uh, week just started. Right, right. Also, well, it's, yeah. it's a short week because of Easter. That's good. You know. Is, oh, um, you guys get like some sort of a Easter oh, long weekend? I'm pretty sure it does, yeah. Um, oh, so wow. I guess it pays oh, to be a church state, a state with no separation of church and state. Oh, well, we don't get the whole week. We don't have like the whole weekend. So we only get the Friday off. But if you work for like the federal government or you're in schools, you also get the Monday off. So Easter weekend is a four day weekend in that regard. But everybody else mostly gets just the three days. But yeah, it's great. And in like culturally in Jamaica and stuff like that, we don't eat meat for the weekend. And we have like special Easter bun and cheese. So I'm very excited. Very, very excited. Isn't that like fruitcake? Blooded cheese. You can, you can get it with the fruit pieces in it. I don't, I hate them. But like mm. just regular Easter bun has like little raisins and stuff in it. It was like not like that annoying fruit cake kind of, like Christmas cake kind of stuff. Ugh. Sure. Christmas cake. I could eat blended cheese literally for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And yeah, in, in Jamaica, we usually like fry like fish because we don't eat meat. So it's like a oh, weekend. I'm going to be very excited to like have it. Also, because Lent is over, so uh, I can eat fast food again. Wonderful. Wonderful. What about you guys? Yeah, I'm dead inside. But, uh, no. but you're alive. I'm going in Ash was like so happy. Ash is so, but she's so sincere with it too. So now that it was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. But yes, you're, you're, you're here with us and that's all that matters. We're going to have a good time. So yeah. what about you, Ash? Well, as I told you earlier, Nat, I was trying to do my taxes and wasn't too happy with the numbers I was seeing. So I guess I'll be talking oh about your taxes. Ash is like an actual 21 year old child. She's just not doing her taxes. <laughs> I just started doing my own taxes last year, actually. So, yes. I've been doing my own taxes for years, but I think I'm going to, like, start paying people to do it again for me because I just don't care to. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't, like, and I just fair. don't care to do them anymore. I, honestly, taxes are a scam. The government knows how much we make. They know how much they should be getting back. They put us through all of this bullshit. And for what? For what? So that they can tell us we're off by three cents and now we have to, we're being charged interest? Come on. It's a scam, people. But anyway, <laughs> sorry. I get really passionate about how the government scams us. But anyway, okay. what have we been listening to, you guys? <laughs> oh, no, that's not what we do. We do our poll. Oh, well, okay. We can do our poll. All right. <laughs> oh. Recently, Sehan of EXO, their math name, was in a bit of a controversy where a woman had gone online and claimed that they were dating, they were in a relationship, they were going to get married, she was pregnant. 
Sahan got so mad that he literally came online to defend himself, not through the company, but on his own. And then something really peculiar happened. People started getting mad at Chen for like no reason. As you know, Chen, his girlfriend pregnant, couple months, I think, before they got married. And now they have two kids and he's a, you know, loving, doting father. He's in EXO, committed to EXO. I mean, that's a lot of assumptions, but yes. We're right, we're right. <laughs> he did his enlistment without, you know, getting a broker like Ravi did. And, you know, Chad is literally cleaning up. He cleaned himself up pretty well, right? He hasn't been in a scandal recently. But it seems like every time something happens with EXO that's negative, Chen is like the first person people like want to like pull into the mess he didn't do nothing she's not he's just minding his business and raising his, his kids korea is in a burn decline at this point they should be like venerating this man at this point he has two kids i'm sure he could go for three and or four if she wanted because clearly they have chemistry so well i don't know <clears throat> it's very strange but anyways our poll is going to be why were netizens or xols mixture of the two i guess mad at chen for sehan's recent controversy the options will be Chen started a pregnancy before marriage trend. Chen was the one that was pregnant by Sehun. What? No, Sehun was pregnant by Chen. No, I'm having two options. Those are two different options. Chen was either pregnant from Chen or Sehun was either pregnant from Chen. Those are going to be two separate options because you know what? I feel like one's more likely than the other. If we're going to think about it. <laughs> okay, continue. And the last option is people be crazy. Because people be crazy. So well, let us know. <laughs> well, before I, I want to get my opinion, before I get my opinion, I want to qualify some of this because I already know we got some bad faith actors out there about take us out of context. <laughs> None of this is meant to imply anything about no. people's ability to give birth. This is just Absolutely. like... If if you read the way people are mad, it sounds like it sounds like it sounds like one of them got the other pregnant, and it's just like okay, like why, why are we mad about this? Right. My personal belief is, oh, I got to pick one on the poll. I think Chit Chin truly did start a pregnancy before marriage trend because if you think about it. And I'm not trying to even, this might be, we might get sued. So I, I had to say allegedly. Because if you think about it, allegedly, Bobby had a baby after she had a baby. That is true. That is true. And if there's anything I know about K-pop is that they all look at each other. They all copy each other. So if you see somebody having a baby, naturally you're going to want to have a baby. And I think that even though that's one example... Is still enough evidence that Chin indeed started a pregnancy before marriage trend. Hmm. If so, who do you guys think is next? Oh, oh, oh that's a good question. Well, I wouldn't be shocked if it's is that third gen. I would say it would be a third gen group because it is a third gen trend. Right, so, right, right. Mm -hmm. And they're getting up there in age. Like they're all like around 30 ish. So I wouldn't say getting up there. That's a little bit. Well, I'm I, I don't, in idle terms, they are in idle years. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Grandparents parents at this point, right? <laughs> I think, I think it's going to be a dark horse. I think it's going to be somebody nobody expects. It's going to be somebody mm -hmm. who has a really, like, a reputation for themselves being a baby. And no, I'm not saying it's going to be Taman, but I'm kind of saying it's going to be Tish. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. He out the military. He's free. And we all know he's a thot. So. 
Mm-hmm. It just makes sense. <laughs> Ask who to, who's who's next. You know what? I'm just gonna say who came to mind first, and I don't know why. Oh, oh, I think I think I, you know, can I guess who you're gonna say before you say it? Yeah, you can guess. I don't know if you. <laughs> so before you said anything, in the back of my mind, I was thinking to myself, why didn't I say jungle? Oh my god, I thought oh. that on top of that, when I googled idols like K-pop idols who have kids, the first option that was there was jungle. It's a jungle. Like, <laughs> it's it's funny though. Oh my gosh. There's an ongoing like rumor slash joke that RM has several kids. I would believe that. I don't, I don't know. know if, this, if, this, if that's still going on, it's got it's more than just a. Okay, I can, we can't say that. We can't say that. We're going to get sued. Allegedly. Okay. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Ash, who do you allegedly think is pregnant? I don't know. This is so this came to my mind first. G-Dragon. And I don't know why, but I feel like he is someone that would pop up with a baby mama. You know, I'm not sure that Tyler's kid give birth. (laughs) I think it would be like, because of everything that happened with Jenny, he, you know, had a rebound and he wasn't careful. And then that's what happened. Because I could see it. Because Jenny must not like, honestly, everything that happened with Jenny and me last year would have done a lot of emotional damage to anybody i think i guess in my brain he's such a small man like he's right. a tiny human you know right it just mm. feels like his child would be born taller than him and that's kind of embarrassing <laughs> so, i mean i don't know that's a good guess i like that i think it's gonna be jin young from god seven and no i'm not gonna be the mother even though i should be it's just gonna be someone else i think it's just a really plausible out of all the ones that i think god said today i do think is probably the most plausible you know what it's it just funny every like the times like when bobby's pregnancy thing came out and when chen's second baby came out literally jin young what started trending because people were just like, oh, so when's Jin Young next? Because everybody, like, I think all the Agassiz are pretty much convinced that Jin Young has, like, a secret family that, like, we just don't know about. Like, that, yeah. that's, like, yeah, I feel like I if he came out tomorrow and said, like, hey, guys, I'm going to the military. Here's my wife and kid. Like, I, I would not be surprised. I'd be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, I mean, in terms of the poll options, though. Yes. Oh, the you have options. to choose one of the poll options. I think that Chen got to him pregnant, allegedly. I, I think what's possible. the theory? Because you did say something earlier about how these are two different concepts, and I'm oh. just not sure how. Oh, I just think that based on my, on you know the BL stuff that I have consumed, that you know usually there's like an alpha. And then there is like the is it better or the omega? I can't remember. But like, oh lord! So I think honestly, Chen would be the oh alpha situation. So <laughs> I just assumed <laughs> it would be that way. The views of Nat do not represent the views <laughs> of the rest of us. <laughs> I thought she was gonna come through with some like eminence back research. No, no, no. Oh Lord. Okay. Ash, what about you? Which of the options are you choosing for the poll? People be crazy. Oh, I wow. Not the most sensible thing. Wow. Lame. <laughs> 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 not 
I mean, the, and here, here's a bonus one for the listeners. In case y'all wonder, I did recommend earlier that Nat add an option for the Illuminati conspiracy theories, but she didn't want to add it, which I guess is fine because of the slander and all that. But in case y'all want to, feel free to throw yeah. out your Illuminati, your K-pop Illuminati conspiracy theory. Absolutely. <laughs> like if you have an if you have a, a, like an option that's not on this list, please add it. But you know, to help all of us understand why. Sihon's problem had Chen's name in it at all because we are still very much confused about it. So, yeah. <laughs> let us get into what we're listening and then we can get into comebacks and debuts. Well, I guess we could do all that together because yeah. I, I could tell you what I'm not listening to. Sure. <laughs> None of the, the things on this comeback in the <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. All right. It might be honest though. Mark Lee, as in, is it he Mark Lee? Yes. Okay. Also, Golden Hour, really? Right. I want you to think about that a little bit, Mark. I do want to hear 17's FML. It just, the album is really cool. And I do want to hear the Perfume, just because I like NCT. And I've rediscovered how much I liked it recently. And the girls are laughing at Jisoo. Listen. That's something maybe we can get into later, but they are right. definitely laughing at her. And I almost feel bad because it's like, y'all were yeah. not laughing at Jenny or Lisa. So... Or Rosie. So, Y'all only laughed at Jisoo. We can get into it later, but Solo was a bop. I will put that on record. And the best yeah, That's the true. The best but, but also, but nothing Lisa released reached Solo, in my opinion. So for y'all to be laughing at Jisoo like that is yeah. very shady. And I think we all have listened to <laughs> Park Jim. We listened to the awkward stage for sure. So yeah. <laughs> wait, was, that, was that the song that's in the list? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, so wait, wait, wait. We also listened to, <laughs> no, maybe we didn't listen to it together. Maybe I listened to it about Owen somehow, where he talks about, you know, fuck all the ops and all that. And armies are just like, oh, he's so cool. And it was just like, I don't know. Imagine like the nerdiest people in the world saying that you're cool. That's like what was happening. So, you know, beautiful gowns. Right. Lovely. I, I almost feel like bad because it's like, I feel like we'd be ragging on BTS. And Jimin at one point was one of my favorite members of BTS. It's just so sad to see how life turns out. You can never predict it. It just, oh, Kepler. Okay, I have something to add to this. Apparently there is a boy group. I, I guess, I don't know if Hive is debuting a boy group. And people are calling them Bepler because they're supposed to be the boy version of Kepler. Um, Isn't that weird? Is Kepler okay. under Hive now? No, they're in that. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I guess, and people are also mad because they're like, why is Hype de- debuting another boy group? Like, I mean, nobody asks. They have allegedly. Oh, I guess we, do we talk about how Kitty lost shitloads of money? <laughs> oh my God. It's not Hype. Bepler, Boys Planet. Boys Planet. Oh yeah. Yeah. Boys Planet makes Why does that not occur to me? Okay, that, I was gonna ask about that if they meant like if you meant that, but I don't. I honestly don't know anything about like, what the hype you're doing right now. So, <laughs> all right. What about you, Ash? Any comeback? Oh, oh, no. Okay, I, I'm okay. so sorry. I just have to say this. Yeah. So when I Google Bepler, yeah. Why do they have an AO3 tag? Who doesn't have an AO3 tag? They literally have not debuted. It doesn't matter. They're on the show. That's not even the official name. They're on the show. So people are like already in their feelings about it. Ash. (laughs) I have not. I don't think I've listened to any of these specifically, although I have been following the drama with Jisoo and Jima and Augusty. 
Sugar and like following their debuts, but I've mostly just been listening to contemporary pop. And yeah, I've been pretty like satisfied with that, but I'm kind of, I am curious to listen to Flower just out of like morbid curiosity. And we should have listened to it in the beginning, like before we started. (laughs) It's fine. It's, it's, it, like, I listened to it and I promptly forgot it, like, mm. totally. So, well, I have listened to, well, no, we didn't listen to Bam Bam Swing Sour. We saw that MV together last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm most excited for A-Pink's Self, which is coming out soon. And Ivy's full first album is going to be dropping next week. So I'm very, very excited for those. I did see Jason's Flower, Beautiful Gowns. We'll talk about it, I guess, later. And I did listen to like crazy. I really don't have anything to say about that. In terms of the other comebacks, like the notable ones, Mark Lee's Golden Hour, Kepler Love Struck, Epics with Grown Kings, Lee Cheon with Over the Moon. That's her second mini. 17 FML, August D with D-Day. And he has a tour coming up too that he's going to be doing in a safe that like sold crazy well, which I'm not surprised about. A Pink Self, Jesus Flower, Jim is like crazy. And then the NCT, oh, I forgot to put the key there. Subunit called Yu Jae Jung with Perfume. I'm very excited to hear that. They're they're doing a lot of like very grown men sort of like aesthetics for their teasers and stuff. So I'm very excited to see how that goes. But I also have been listening mostly to like 90s and 2000s, like alternative, contemporary music. I don't know, band shit. (laughs) And also the Twilight soundtrack, just because. So I've been in my Jimmy Eat World kind of phase for the last couple of days. You so. can thank Jimmy for that. Right, right. I love, oh my God, I listen to 23 so many Are you going to tell the people why I'm telling you to thank me for that? No. It's their business. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, but anyways, let us get into the topic. Okay. So we have a couple of quick stuff to go through. It has been a bit of a slow week, guys, or slow two weeks. Just letting you know. But there are still, you know, Things in motions. So Elmas X Mini Hug has officially enlisted and he cut his hair off and he did all his goodbyes and the mom babies are all sad. But Shonu is coming back. So it's like they're swapping. Maybe that was their plan all along to just swap members like that. You know, like when someone is done, somebody goes in and they're just going to keep that cycle going until the end. The only thing that sucks is that they only have Korean members. It's not like God 7 that has like a good mix of like Korean and, you know, non-Korean members. So they got to go through all six people like this, which could take a while. And, but we're happy, you know, for, and we're wishing a very safe enlistment. The king of K-pop. Great. You're in a Jamaican air horn. Oh, I'm going to have to look for it. So (laughs) I didn't didn't have it ready. I'm sorry, guys. I did not have it ready. I'm going to do it. Wait, which one's better? I don't know which one's better. Let me turn it up. Yeah, thank you, boy. And this king of K-pop is back, and he is looking full figured. I love it. Taemin is so cute. I am adorable for obviously the music. But Shiny's back, and Taemin's back, and Super F. But on top of that, I'm so excited to see Taemin and his manager interact, and also I'm really excited to learn more English from Taemin because I feel like he excels as an English tutor. Yeah. Uh, English King, so cute. 
So yeah, I feel like the world is just brighter already because humans. Literally like this is the one time I saw the internet come together. I'm talking all the way from Tide Twitter to Bad Girls Club Twitter. They all came together with Tamron when Shiny started doing the countdown for Tamron to come back. It's so exciting. I'm so happy. I I just, his presence is just right. like so calming and his award. But obviously, I'm just ready to hear what's coming next because we're going to get Shiny, Super M, and Tamron, which are like right. my three favorite things. So, exactly, exactly. And then also, Billy, K-pop group Billy, they got their first win with Unoia. I don't know if that's how you're supposed to pronounce it, guys. I apologize. They did win on this show. And obviously, you know, everybody's first encore is always filled with tears, as it was. But I'm very excited because they are they're one of those groups that are very underrated. But like, you know what it is? They're too popular to be like nugu nugu, but they're still not like recognized enough to be like, you know, a top K-pop group. So they're in that kind of like middle space, like Nine Muses were and after school kind of became, you know, after a while. So I'm I'm really happy for them. And hopefully, like, I, I know the show is kind of a joke to a lot of people. <laughs> but hopefully this leads to them getting a win on like one of the actual like networks. Yeah. Shows. Like a win yeah. is a win. Right. I mean, yeah. I believe a win is a win too, but you know, some people <laughs> want to be petty about it. But yeah. Congratulations to Billy and their fans. Yay. Yay. Also, also some more good news. So Treasures, one of the members of Treasure had a bit of an accident on stage. It was really scary. So Yoon Jae-hyuk suffered a minor injury when a fire-emitting stage machine was accidentally switched on while he walked over it. Oh, Immediately gosh. after, he would rush off the stage and receive basic emergency treatment before returning to the platform. So he, he didn't go back to the tour, like the concert. Like he was just like gone, treated, and came back. But he did reassure fans that he's doing okay. I don't like though in his his like note, he's like there was an accident due to my carelessness because it's like. You're the victim here. You know, like at the end of the day, you're the victim. And it could have been very serious. So he said, basically, if no problem, my hands are the same. You don't have to worry at all. So good news to Treasure and their fans. I don't know what their fans are called. I apologize. Aren't they called? Should be like Gold. Uh, Golden or something. I feel like that would be like like Box. Maybe it could be Box. Right. Treasure. Or Chess. Or Chess. Like Treasure Treasure Chess. chess. Really, really. (laughs) Apparently their fan, their... Their random name is supposed to be called Treasure Maker. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, hmm. YG, they're not really smart over there. Not smart. Okay. The opportunities. Uh, right. What are you? Sorry. Right. Okay. <laughs> it's like with FX. When they finally got a, a fandom name, I'm like, why is their name, why are our fans not called Functions? Why would you not go there? Their group name is literally FX. But anyways. Yeah, I feel that. Pythagorean theorem type boys, you know what right? I mean? Right. Pol- polynomial. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Ash is like two seconds later. Oh, I get it. I think stop roasting. No, I'm not a math person. It's okay. More. That's funny. Lisa, good news. From... Big Bang has signed with a new label. He signed an exclusive contract with R&D Company and they stated through D-Label, a dedicated team for... Oh, he's getting his own team. 
from this company. Okay. Lord, we promise okay. to provide generous support in order to show off his talents in various fields, including music. And it also like says that his manager, who had been with him for 10 years in Big Bang, also is accompanying him with this new company. So they're a package deal. And I'm really, really excited for him. I hope, I like, I know it's probably not going to be in Korea as much because Koreans hate him. But, you know, I'm happy to see that he has a team behind him and they're going to like get him opportunities because he's, he's so funny and he seems like a nice guy and he sings really well. So, hey. All right. So another interesting story that I just, I, I thought we had to sort of just mention because I thought it was really funny. And just strange. So virtual boy group Clave, Clavey, sure, seem to be having a hell of a time as the article title on HDRP. Basically, they're a five-member virtual boy group under Cacao's Be Last, who debuted on March with a single called Wait For You. And they had a live stream with three of the members and it was set up like a Twitter or oh, TikTok, maybe. Yeah, TikTok live stream, but it's all virtual. And then they even had like comments on the side that were in different languages. And the guys were like, it, it, it was very strange. I, don't, I just don't like, why are your virtual K-pop group having a fake live stream? It's just like getting rid of all the pretense and just being like, okay, this whole thing is fake. Like, let's not even bother trying to act like this is a legitimate, like, business anymore. Like, we're just going to, like, come up with everything without it, like, fake fans, fake everything. Yeah, I mean, like, it's funny, but it's also just really strange. Like, okay. Like, I do actually have real fans. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they have real. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they had a win already. To be quite honest with you, they got a K-pop profile. So, (laughs) that's as real as they get in (laughs) K-pop. Let me go here and see. So, look, Leader was born in two thousand and one, and but they're fake, right? Like it's the whole conceit of it that they're like animated. Okay, so he's born two thousand one. Continue. He likes eating spicy foods. Playing guitar, running and drinking coffee. They have a member called Noah, who is blonde. Of course, he is. He was born in 2001. And he, let's see, oh, he likes weight training. And his specialty is writing lyrics and composing songs. Let's see. Let's see if there's any other foreign members on the group. Nope. Nope. No foreign, other foreign members. The Maknae is born in. The Mackney don't even have a date of birth. Oh, wait, he's coming soon. Wait, no. He's in the group. So the Mackney doesn't even have a, a year of birth. Everybody else does. Is he just a twinkle in his father's eye? I, I you know, who knows? <laughs> who knows? You know what? I, I, you know what is really kind of interesting about this, like all gym society is like, mm-hmm. even when the people are fake, y'all still need them to be extremely young. Right. Like, I think that's kind of weird. Like, right. like, dude, does he have to be born in 2003? Like, can he not be born in the year that the person who created this probably or the people who are going to the fan base for this? Like, I, I don't know. It's like, 
you could say, oh, it's because youth and beauty and da, 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 which is not true. But it really kind of just comes off youth for youth's sake, you know? Right. Right. Because like, when we were watching that video earlier, I was like, they're not doing anything any different than NCT, which is like a group of almost 30 somethings. Right. But also, too, like Ash said, like the whole point of having a virtual group is to do things that you can't do with like people. So, right. Like, right. Yeah. Bring them down to Right. Exactly. And I guess I say that to say, like, okay, also, too, like, I mean, 2000 to 2003 you're an adult like i'm not like that's not weird necessarily but it's just the fact that like they gave them an age that i feel like is kind of lower than the average age of like the active large k-pop idols right now right but also too, uh, yeah. like i just felt like you know like piggybacking on what both of you said i just wonder like if i had a virtual group and i i wouldn't do the whole virtual like Kwanga shit thing first of all because you it's literally seamlessly like how could you not have like a freaking manga-esque you know arc going on and just have the music accompany it you know right so I just like I it, it, it's very strange that you have all of these things you, you literally have the world and the internet at your disposal with a virtual group and you're making live streams like this is very strange to me like you might as well also have like a show like a, re- a fake reality show that coincides with the group then. You know, they just like, maybe this is not the most organized thing. Like, have you guys heard of VTubers? Yeah. I thought okay. that that's what they were though, VTubers. That's what I was wondering. Are they like just animated or are they like the VTuber thing where it's like the person is like... <laughs> Wait, I thought VTubers were animated. Yeah, that's the thing. Like it's the person and then they use like this... I don't know, rig or whatever. So it's the person moving and speaking and the avatar is moving and speaking with the person. So I don't know. I honestly don't know. I've only heard about them in in the capacity of them actually just being a group. Like that girl group that we talked about before too. I can't remember their name, but they're they're not the first virtual group in K-pop. And I think they're the second one this year. So I don't know. It's very, very strange. But anyways... The next sort of anecdotal topic is Big Time contestant and DGNA member Karam under fire for partying with JAV, which is a Japanese adult, former star Kurara, Kinara, probably Asuka, and generally having fun. So basically, there are just some photos that came out of him with his lovely lady. And, you know, people are in bathing suits, people are being young and sexy and fun. People are being young. Yeah, you know, we're just having a good time. And of course, whenever you see an idol having a good time and it's not with, you know, the fellow idol that they're supposed to only be allowed to have fun with, people have problems. But Peak Time itself is a really interesting show. I think everybody should watch it. It's like, it's a a competition kind of show that give idols that were hit hard during the pandemic a chance to sort of get more attention. So they have like a, a lot of different range of like generations of idols in there. Like someone from BAP's in there. I can't remember who, but the hot one from BAP is in there. Well, one of the hot ones from BAP is in there. And yeah, I think everybody should. And I like these type of shows. I don't really like the competition competition stuff. because One, it's all fake. And two, I hate, like I get really angry when people that I think should win don't win. But I like these kind of like feel-good type of shows in, in comparison, you know? Where just, especially when mm-hmm. it's like a second chance show or a third chance mm-hmm. show like that. So 
Definitely watch me. Y'all remember when 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 Rain was supposed to have a group that they that he's supposed to have two groups, the unit girl and the unit guy. And then what happened to that group? They just they did now, I guess. Rain? Yeah. What what did happen to Rain's group? Both of them. He had a girl group and a boy group. Yeah. I still remember hearing about it. I didn't know he actually like Yeah, they debuted in everything. They just I just haven't heard of them since they debuted. It's like Cypher. That's the name of the group. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's Rain's group? Yeah, that's Green Green's group. Okay. I thought it was oh. Unit V because they were voted like most likely to not be Nugu no more, like last year or something like that. So I know that was his group. That's crazy. Oh no, that was a different show. That was was that not like I know what you're talking about. Cause there was a girl, there was a group called Unit A and then Unit B. Right. And Unit B was the boy one. Was was that group under Rain? Like, was that connected to Rain? I don't remember that. Yeah, it, it, it was the unit. The unit. Let me Google it. The unit, like, was that competition show. Yeah, yeah. I remember that because the girl group had fire music. I really liked them. I didn't know that was under Rain. Maybe he was just hosting it. Let me see. Yeah, let me let me just make sure. Oh, he was presenting um, it. Yeah. I don't think it was under his company. He was just, like, the presenter. Oh. Are we sure? Well, that's what it says on Wikipedia. I mean, that's okay. Huh. Maybe, maybe they just did that for his, like, you know, legacy type thing. Cause they were like, oh, yeah. And they all, yeah, they have, they have mentors. That's right. Cause Tay Mills on That's the only reason why I watched. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I think also Sunmi and, no, I think Sunmi and just Tiffany Young were on a different. They were mentors on different shows. They've been mentoring on all sorts of shows these days because there's so many of these competition shows. Boys Planet going, oh, I meant to mention. You said, you know, you're like, why do Boys Planet, like, why are there fix here? So there are 424 works in the Boys Planet Korea TV tag. Wow. And the oldest fix, the first one, I guess. Um, is this an order? You said 423 works? 424 works. 24 on AO3 already? And the first pick was in January. Oh, you want to know why this is super <laughs> wild? You want to know why, why I think this is, why? to be honest? What? Because, so a couple things. One, a there's an actor, well, <laughs> idol, I guess now. But he, he started off by, he acted in a very, very popular Korean BL. And... The conceit of it, this is not my words, y'all. This is the stuff I've been seeing on the internet. The conceit of it all is like people think, you know, oh, he's actually one of us, right? Like, because he <laughs> like he he has some sort of off-screen tendencies. And then people started discovering things about the other members. And if you look at like the older videos, like, you know how like people have pre-debut videos of them like, like per- training and dancing and stuff? Yeah. Well, if you look at some of the members' pre-debut videos, they are like dancing in like, like, you know, like stage musicals and like Glee Club and like doing like drag show type dancing. So people are like, oh, maybe we have some LGBTs up in here. And literally every single post I see about Boys Planet is either Bepler calling them Bepler or <laughs> calling them basically like, like, oh, like people, it's like an inside joke. Like, oh, like, you know, 
we watch this show because it's right re- representation. And I think that's really funny because none of the guys on the show, in fact, one of the guys on the show is a confirmed homophobe. So it's kind of funny. Well, he's not on there no more. I think he was like a Chinese guy, but he got kicked off. Well, <laughs> but what everybody knows, I guess. One of the popular fake series on here is called Gay's Planet 999. Yes, that's what they call them. They call them Gay's Planet. That's what they call it. Love well. This these two fix in this series in this this yeah I guess series have over four thousand hits. That's crazy. I didn't think it was. I really thought it was like a very small part of the internet. I did not think this was a big deal. Hundreds of comments. Hundreds of comments. They they haven't even debuted, y'all. Like chill, like. It's it's actually quite impressive. Like the passion but it is kind of at the same time though. It I think it's coming from like a really good place because a lot yeah. of the like I mean identify as LGBT, and I think that it's kind of like it's really kind of beautiful to see people feel like they're getting representation. Sure. Uh, not to get all serious or anything, but it is beautiful to see. I don't personally get it because, like I say, I just I don't. I mean, none of these guys have been like I'm, you know bisexual yeah. or I'm transgender or anything like it's, or it's like it's one of those things where it's like yeah yeah it's like I don't know I'm not gonna celebrate you for doing a bare minimum type thing yeah no absolutely mm-hmm. okay well anyway that's <laughs> so fascinating <laughs> shout out to Ray I know Ray's really watching Voice Planet who's, who's Ray's- Ray Raise my friend. And he does skincare reviews on YouTube Dads. but yeah he I got to say shout out here. to the unit Got up to the unit for having one season and then disappeared. <laughs> but you know what? We at least drop music. Not like Mix Nine, YG's competition reality show. Where well, is that because they go to become a group or become an actual idol? Oh, with, with what? With one? With the unit? Like so? I get like when they're on Mix Nine. When you're on Mix Nine, you after Mix Nine, like you're not gonna drop music as part of Mix Nine. You'll go on to become your like debut if you Everybody, win. Yeah, well, the unit was right. also be like that too. The unit had groups that had songs like music, and they didn't. I'm very confused. confused. Okay, yeah. sure. Yeah. They did promotion and everything. Because <laughs> unit. Unity or whatever the girl group version, like they actually had a fire Unity. song. Yeah, something like that. They had like a fire song with that girl from who used to be in Tiara and then left to be in shoot. What's the name of that group with the song Lonely? Ash. I'm so lonely. A speaker. Peak speaker. Yeah. Yes, she didn't speak up. The girl from Speaker was on that show. Oh, she was on the unit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so they, um, they were like a real group. Mick Stein was supposed to be a real group, but uh, YG decided he was going to make these groups and not use them and just squash everything. And there was That's a very YG move. And then the companies that were set their idols there, like they were trying to sue him and everything. Like it was actually like a big deal when it happened. <laughs> It was crazy. But let us get back on topic. Another interesting thing to note is that at South by Southwest, there was supposed to be, well, there was this ESPA presentation that was supposed to debut Novice as like an actual idol, like who's going to have their own music and everything, right? But it looks like it was scrapped. So Kwanya might be dead, guys. If I, which is crazy because I was really getting into it after that third episode where we found out that Black Mamba was Boa. I was actually really excited to see where they were going to go with that. But now it looks you like... You must put in way more attention. I think you was the yeah. only person who knew that. 
<laughs> yeah, black because at the end of the episode, after they beat back whatever, and then I think Novice was dying or some. Sh- uh, there's a lot going on, right? There, there's a lot of fighting, but you can tell the girls one can't act and two can't fight. So like it was kind of funny to watch it. But they they beat Black Mamba, and then we saw that she I think she got capsulified or something like that. But we saw Boa at the end look at the at the statue of Black Mamba, and it's just looking like the real person because you know everybody's like an avatar, right? So Boa was supposed to be like the avatar for it. It was it was like really fantastic. And then I was hoping that novice and some you know. I'm like, you know me, I gotta do it 100% or don't do it, you know? So that's what my only problem with this whole Kwangya Espa thing is, is that they kind of pick and choose when they want to be a part of that world. And like, you can't do that. You gotta like commit 100%, you know? But it looks like they decided not to do it anymore, especially after everything that happened. Maybe they can't afford it. Maybe it's not in the budget. Maybe Kakao told them no. I don't know. But it looks like we may never get that novice, novice, sorry, debut, which is sad. I feel like I'm the only person sad about it, but it's okay. Yeah, you are. <laughs> okay, well, in some serious news, uh, Kim Chen from BAP is facing a third sexual assault case amidst the sexually assaulting two women in 2022. And so she is currently being investigated. And the crazy, like, this whole thing is crazy because, you know, why are you doing this? Well, also the craziest part, the other crazy part about this is that it's it's a situation that started in 2019 when he was accused of sexual assault and later sentenced to 10 months in prison. So basically, and then on top of that, he had the drug tra- driving charge in 2020. So basically after those two situations, you would think that somebody would like want to clean up their app, want to be better and do better. Mm-hmm. But his friend said, no, I'm going to be worse. He said, no. Yeah. But yeah, so basically he has decided to double down on being a total piece of shit. And yeah, don't stand that man, please. Please, people. And and another kind of like last story was kind of sad, depressing, whatever. But this story is just weird. So did you guys hear about Joe Biden wanting Blackpink and Lady Gaga to perform at so this Korea's national security and, and like how that caused the Korea's national security advisor to resign? I heard, but I didn't quite understand exactly, like, how that ended up the way it did. So it was found out that the National Security Advisor, Kim Sung Han, had reportedly ignored at least six attempts by Jill Biden, who was the first lady of the United States, to get Blackpink and Lady Gaga to perform at the upcoming South Korea-U.S. summit. And basically, like, you know, Joe Biden had like an interest in it and you know Lady Gaga's huge Blackpink is huge you get them together it's gonna be fire they want some views some rating you know and so she had reached out to Korea through the security advisors repeatedly and he was just like mm, no <laughs> wow so, and it, it, it happens it wasn't communicated to the president resulting in the u.s government repeatedly demanding response from the south korean government on several occasions and you know he got in trouble and so he resigned in shame guys wow he must like, not be a black pink fan yeah it's actually kind of insane like when you think about it especially since i'm like what's he good at his actual job because I feel like his actual job is not Lady Gaga and Blackpink performing together. I feel like his actual job is like the security of his country. 
And what's he good at that? Because if he was good at that, I can see him being like, what the fuck is this? Like, who cares? And just like not caring about it, right? I mean, obviously he should have like passed it along, clearly. But it's just such a ridiculous story, in my opinion. It is. I mean, this was for a South Korea event, right? Like the Korea-U.S. summit. Okay, so that kind of makes, it would make sense, I guess, to have those two artists perform. Although, I don't know, whose benefit would that be for, though? It's just for views and ratings and, you know, attention. I don't think that, Mm -hmm. like, okay, anything huge. But it's kind of crazy, you know, like, because once again, like, if the man was good at his job, who gives a fuck about all this? But, you know, it's Korea, I guess. Whatever. Yeah. All right, so let's get into some controversial situations that have occurred in in Korean entertainment. Okay, we'll start with Jimin. So uh, Jimin, oh, (laughs) yeah, Jimin was the first Korean soloist to get you as number one on the top, on the Billboard Top 100, I think. So, you know. But I feel like I feel like this is something we say every time a BTS solo comes out. Am I tripping or like has this also been said about Jungkook and Taeyang and Namjoon and Jo? Like I, I don't like, know. I really don't know. I think maybe they would have been maybe they were number one on like the Billboard 200 instead or something. I don't know. But like it's making the rounds. Like I saw like all the you know people in entertainment news you know the jeff benjamin the tamar you know all the stuff and i also saw it on like all these different sites had like articles about it so i mean i mm. assume that it's the first yeah yeah i i wonder how it'll be if he can sustain it for more than a week though because i i don't know like it gets media play but at the same time it's like wait you know it they it had no radio play at all so it's like we all yeah. know how he got there. Well, he was also number two on the the Billboard 200. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's yeah he's doing well. But there was also some other controversy going on with Jimin recently. Jimin had an encore stage that was not great. Trying to get a shot. I I just said not great. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna elaborate. You know, people had criticisms about his voice and it set off like a, a whole thing on the internet, you know, because the the fact is he didn't sound good. Like he, he just didn't sound good. Like, sorry guys. And his fans obviously came to his defense. You know, they tried to say that he can sing because when he had a backtrack and when he had a mic that, you know, filtered his voice, that was the real singing, not the encore stage while he was standing still and not breathing heavily because he was doing choreography. That was not the the really the real stage. You know, that's not the, the live stage itself. It's it's when he has all the other stuff going on. So I mean, you know, they're doing the same thing that they do all the time, which, you know, that's their MO. It's fine. Uh, but I think it's really crazy that when you say someone can't sing or sound bad, and the response is that, but they sold this much in terms of albums and units and that's embarrassing. Like that. Because that doesn't actually like that's not a defense to the singing that's just it's like, telling it's, like, it's, okay actually it's funny you said that because this reminds me of um, it's kind of like so there's okay 
this is going to sound like a digression. It's not in links. Mm -hmm. So there's been this drama going on on YouTube between this one YouTuber who I will not be naming because I'm not trying to platform him. He's, but just put it this way. He's like an Andrew Tate reject Mm -hmm. type of guy. I know who you're talking about. And yeah, and there's controversy between him and some of the biggest streamers. Like I'm talking Moist Critical, if you know Charlie, Hassan Piker, and then some of the biggest YouTubers as well, right? Who are like more so on like the leftist YouTube space. Mm -hmm. Anyways, point is, is this, this guy, he like basically Moist Critical, Charlie called him out and was like, you're a weirdo because you thought Cuties was a good movie and that makes you a weirdo. Cuties on Netflix for y'all. I remember. The uninitiated. Yeah. And the guy responds about how he pulls out a gun, I think, and like on camera and waves around talking about how he's going to like shoot Charlie or like how, you and then talks about how he's going to like fight Charlie and all that. And Charlie goes, even if you fought me, and you beat me up, that doesn't change the fact that you like cuties. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, 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 right. It also doesn't change the fact that you like being, basically, you like it when other men do things to your girlfriend, and, but then you feel bad about it because you realize that she doesn't enjoy you. Anyway, that's, that's a whole other thing. Point is, is the point that he was making there is so apt. It's like, Jim and selling a lot of albums is not going to change the fact that he didn't sound good on the stage. Like right. him selling right. a lot of tracks doesn't change the basic fact that we're talking about here. And I don't right. get why people always like, I don't know why they think that's a winning argument, but the sad part of it is, is that in their brains, it doesn't matter what you say yeah. in response to that with logic and facts in their brains, they're still going to think their argument is better. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They're still going to think they're selling albums or selling tracks or whatever he's selling, singles, I don't know. They're still going to think that selling singles somehow means something about the quality of his voice. Right. It's really crazy because I saw somebody literally, like, somebody had criticized it saying, like, oh, no one knows the song. How is it number one on the top? Whatever, right? And then, and they were criticizing, like, this zombie streaming and, you know, the mass bulk buying, bulk buying. And someone, like, in defense was like, oh, so you're mad at us for buying albums? Like, that's clearly not the criticism. Like, the criticism is that you guys, like, you're surprised that he's number one, but you have a concerted effort to rally the troops to zombie stream, mass buy, mass stream, life, like, whatever, right? Like, you put the work in, and then you want to treat the outcome, like, the inevitable outcome at that. Like, it's a big deal. Like, no. You get mad when people don't take them seriously. Yeah, it's like, one plus one is two. Like, like if you, if the one. I mean, only if you one It's two. (laughs) (laughs) It's just really strange. Because I never actually thought about it like that. But it's it's true. It's like, you guys are, like, fans like to celebrate all these successes. Yeah, but, I mean, unless you just bought that one album and you listened to it one time, like, you should assume that your effort is going to get some sort of gain, right? Like it's going to do something. So why are Mm -hmm. you like now acting like, oh my God, it's number one on the Billboard first Korean male to do it, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, because you did all this work. I mean, if you did all that work and he didn't do it, I think that would be more surprising. That would be embarrassing, more embarrassing. Right. Uh And so along with that, oh, and talking about the encore stage. So he was supposed to have a second encore stage. That got canceled, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And allegedly, I say allegedly, 
K-netizens discovered that he, like, the, like I don't know what show it was, if it was, but they went back and they re, like, they edited his initial encore stage and put it back on the internet. So what you're listening to now, if it's not any of these initial tweets that were going around from people saving it, it's been edited, guys. So he probably sounds a little bit better. So, and... You know, in connection with this is Jisoo. So Jisoo dropped her her long-awaited solo debut, Me. Sorry, and it has two songs. One's called Flower. I can't remember the name of the second song. I, beautiful flowers, beautiful dresses, you know, whatever. But Jisoo sold, like, she's the top-selling female artist, like K-pop soloist. She had, like, I think a point over a million in pre- pre-orders. I don't know if like that's what she actually sold, but she, I, I mean, eventually she sold over a million, but she is basically breaking all these records. And what? surprisingly, surprisingly, I have found that not nobody's really hyping up the song. Like, I feel like people were hyping up Jimin's song more than they were hyping up Jason's song. And I would say objectively, a Jesus lot more slander to, to G- about Jisoo. Yeah. Actually, to the extent that I actually kind of feel bad. Like, I, I will be honest, when I was watching Jimin's encore stage the first time, I felt really mm-hmm. bad for him. Because I thought, like, I was like, is he aware that he sounds like this? And I, I think he did. Was. He looked very self-conscious. Yeah, and I felt really bad, like, um, about it. Even though, you like, should, because you was hosting, so you should. I I did not roast him. I did not. I, you know, I roast a lot of people daily, but I did not roast that man. I laughed at some of the things that people were saying because they were funny, not because they were, you know, mean, spirited or anything like that. Some of the stuff that people were writing were real funny. I don't care what, if I'm about anybody and I would have laughed. But sorry. I was going to say with Jisoo, it's like a collective meh for me. And I I went to look for her, like how much she sold and like her rankings and stuff like that. And I typed in Jisoo on Twitter and you know how it automates like subjects or whatever. One was like the top one was is boring. I was just like, oh, wow. That means tons of people on Twitter typed in Jisoo boring. And I'm not saying that the song is exciting or fun or anything like that. I'm not saying that at all. But you... Even though she sold a lot in pre-orders, it's definitely giving flop. Like, definitely. I feel like this is one of those things, too, where I think fans, like, especially the fans that are into, well, are really crazy into the mass buying stuff, set the idols up sometimes mm-hmm. like this. And, like, first of all, it's like they wonder why K-pop doesn't get respect and they do this. And then second of all, it's like someone like Jisoo who has been like very, has said like, I'm not really into the music thing, which makes me wonder if it was her, even her choice to come out with like a song. But like you you make such a big deal out of like all of these pre-orders and this and that. And then she comes out with something that makes no waves at all. It just kind of comes off as like even more of like a disappointment and I don't know it's just like instead of letting things happen naturally you know it just I don't know I I just feel like they really set them up like 
you know, and they make it such a big deal about, oh, we're helping our faves and we, we got to help them. And it's like, no, sometimes, you know, it should, you know, you want people to like them, like let people like them organically. I don't know. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. But I will say I did hear on the street that, you know, she's an ambassador for Dior, that Dior mm. basically used her music video as an ad. So I feel like that was the whole point of it, like to do this mm. ad video where YG doesn't basically pay any money because Dior is covering it. And now they just made over a million dollars in like actual physical sales for a two song album, which is ridiculous in itself and whatever streaming money, YouTube money, whatever that comes in. So I don't know, like I feel like until fans say enough, the companies are just going to keep doing this. Yeah. And Teddy is going to keep giving these girls mediocre music. So it's unfortunate. But yeah, I, I mean, the song is not, it's it's forgettable, but I don't think it's a bad song. It's just tried and true Blackpink. Like it doesn't do anything different and it's not even memorable. Like La Lisa at Lily's had memorable parts. Say with money. Say what you want about money. If you drink enough, money's a fun song. <laughs> and I didn't mind on the on the ground as much. Like I, I like listen to it, listening to it more than I like watching the music video for any of the performances. Obviously, none of these are as good as as solo. Like, I'm sorry, guys. Facts are facts. Solo is the best from the Blackpink solos. And it's messed up that Jenny only got one song and all the other girls got three. Just um, that out if there. you want to talk about the Blackpink cinematic universe. <laughs> Obviously, Jenny's the main character. So we got to let everybody else feel good about themselves. So that's why you have like a Hawkeye movie and an Ant-Man movie, right? You got to do that so that you can make way for like the Iron Man and the Captain America, right? You got to do that. Yeah. Yeah, they're just building up to the the... Jenny, like, full album Come at back. some point. Oh, my yeah. gosh. You know what? We haven't actually heard any news about them re-signing with YGE, and they should have re-signed by now because they came out, I think, the year after God 7 came out or something. So their contracts should be in limbo right now. So I, you know, who knows? Maybe that's something that they're going to be trying to push for. Oh, Maybe FYI in that... Yeah. Weekend, the weekend's thing, the idol. Apparently, yeah. Jenny is character. She's playing a bisexual character. Yeah, but apparently they just put her in there to get people to pay attention and like. The weekend is producing a movie. No, it's, it's a, a show. TV by show. Sam Levinson, I think the guy who did like Euphoria or something. I don't know. Yeah, apparently, uh, like the backstage, like the behind the scenes, like on this show, is a complete mess. Like they're trying to salvage it at this point. Apparently, so what yeah. does the weekend have to do with this? Oh, he's starring in it. Yeah. What? That's not yeah. K-pop. No, no, it's, no. It's about like music in the music industry in America. So yeah. I know, I know, it's weird. This whole thing's weird. <laughs> like, I, I don't even know. Like, sometimes I like, I, I feel like I'm glitching in the simulation, in the you know simulation that's going on, whatever matrix we're living in. Like, I do have these moments often where I read something or I see something, and I feel like I'm glitching. <laughs> that's what this whole that whole thing is. Like, allegedly, it's about 
somebody in the music industry, The Weeknd starring in it, Jenny is uh, in it, but Jenny, yeah, but yeah. apparently Jenny's scenes are also just like, adult, like literally like they wrote her into it without a point. She has no character really like characterization or arcs or anything like that. She's just there just to get the fans to watch. So there's that as well. I don't know. Anyways, anyways. So, SM has, it's called uh, SM Entertainment Universe Academy, which is like a K-pop school. So, tuition is ranging from $6,720 to $7,630 USD per term. Term, guys. And, but if you have that money, you can enroll in basically what the training school, which used to be free, mind you, like tr- being a trainee used to be free or you accumulated debt with the intention of debuting and paying it back to the company. But SM is literally trying to shake the table once again and get people to pay up front to be a trainee. And so this, this educational institution as they call as they're actually calling it, opens its door to its first cohort of students on March 15th. And it offers a three-year program for students interested in getting started in their career as K-pop artists. Once accepted, they can attend a replacement of higher of regular high school with majors including producing vocals, dance, modeling, and acting, hopefully to go along with math and English and science. And while regular high school... Well, first, they wouldn't have English. They are living in Korea. But second, on an actual note, why would they do any of that? Wait, continue. I want to hear the rest. Continue. While regular high school courses will not be offered at the academy. Okay, we got there. I was getting there. Right. Students will be offered classes to prepare for the GED exams. Wow. (laughs) They're trying to act like... They're even trying to act... Well, okay. I want to be clear here. Getting a GED is not easy, okay? And I commend anybody who has done it and who's tried to do it. However, there's a difference between getting a GED because you kind of, you have to, right? Because your life puts you in like a really weird situation when you have to drop out of high school. And getting a GED to pay somebody else $6,000 a turn to do something that you can go on YouTube and do. Now, you might be saying, well, Jimin, that's what college is. What well, the difference is, is at the end of college, you get that degree. Right. That you can go do something with. What do you get at the end of SM Academy? You might be with a group. You might and, be. Listen, so 120 students make up each class, while the t- tuition varies depending on the major. So vocalists. Girl, I cannot wait till we get the... <laughs> We either gonna get a reality show based on the crazy stuff that's happening in this school, right. or somebody's gonna do like a fictionalized version that is kind of actually the real version, but they gotta say that it's fiction because crazy stuff like that. Yeah, and that's what I'm excited for. I'm excited for all the drama, right? Because at the end of the day, these are this is a school to become a celebrity. This is not a school. This is a, it's not like you know it's not like we gotta respect their privacy. No, they are there to become celebrities. I guarantee you, they gonna have classes on how to do, go viral on TikTok. So now, <laughs> this makes me think of something that I had listen heard the other day, and I was listening to like this leftist talk about I forgot it was like some video about Korea. But he was saying, 
Imagine U.S. capitalism on steroids and that's South Korea. And I just, like, hearing about this makes that even more apt. Like, it's so, it's, it's, it's wild to me. Like, Korea is like, if you think about it, it's the perfect example of capital. It's like a capitalist utopia. Like, right. you can just, just buy anything. And it's not about your labor. It's about, like your assets like you can just buy into anything and it's it's just very wild to me but they you know what basing off of that sorry but yeah, yeah, yeah like it's it is absolutely true because capitalism is basically about extracting as much as you can from something and then disposing of it like that's the yeah. model and in korea it literally is okay like it's societally acceptable to you to fire somebody at like 40 or 50 because they're too old and you want fresh blood like that's that's perfectly like that's normal that's normalized in their culture that's why they have so many older people who just like you know work on the streets uh, or like you know move in boxes and things like that or they have so many mom and pop restaurants because that's literally all you can do after your company fired you Mm -hmm. so it's it's like they literally are capitalism on steroids that's actually crazy i mean yeah no that's why i was like this is wild hearing about this because it just made me think about that quote. And at first I was like, no, like, but no, that's actually true. And like, it was in the context of saying how like, it's funny how the world's most capitalist country is shares a border with the world's most communist country. <laughs> I saw that. No, that's what the video was talking about. But yeah, so this is, I mean, par for the course for SM Entertainment at this point. It's once again, it's genius in the sense of like, if you want to extract cash out of people, very smart, right? It's innovative. You, I mean, all the other people, see, I think the thing that makes this different is like they're advertising it like it's a university experience. So there's no real risk versus right. traditional trainee programs. You know, there's a risk, and right? You know, it's like, even though you're, it's the same mechanism, in your brain, if you're like a, a, a 15-year-old kid who wants to debut, and you can kind of justify it to your parents by saying, oh, well, I get to get a GED. At the, you know what I mean? Like, you get to, like, you know what I mean? Like, attach something tangible to it. <clears throat> and the crazy thing about that, too, is that, one, there's no guarantee that you're going to debut any more than before. It's not stipulated. Like, it's literally not stipulated in, in any of this that you will become an SM. Like they're doing, a, these classes have 120 people in it. You think SMB is going to debut all 120 people? So like, a, it's, it's bananas that they're just now trying to get people to pay up front when the whole reason you, you try to get into the big companies is that you don't pay at all. You just kind of get trained and then you go. But also, shoot, I had a thought. What was the thought? Well, uh, I will say, there is one way that I can imagine them actually utilizing most of the people. Mm-hmm. It's actually kind of smart. Avatar. If you start doing this, I will know that you took my idea. What they could do is they could make it a feeder program into SM as a company. So if you major in vocals, you either get to debut as a singer or you'll be a vocal coach. If you major in business, you get to be a manager or something like that. If you major in dance, 
you get to be a background dancer or you debut or you get to be a choreographer. Like if they did it like that, where, or like if you majored in acting, you can debut as an actor. Like, you know what I mean? If they did it like that, then it would actually be legit. Cause then it's, it's basically like a work, like, like, what do you call that? Like not an internship, but like a, a a work school, like a place program. Yeah. I forgot what they called it exactly. It's basically when you go to school and you're guaranteed a job after. Oh, um, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I just can't think. Like, I guess it's not quite an internship, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. But but the thing is, is like, there's no way they could do it with a class size of 120. They would have to like, because you don't, you're not going to have every year, you're not going to have the need to hire 120 people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the only way they can make this kind of cool, right, instead of it just being a grift, is if they, because you can even do it like, some people can major in songwriting. Like, I know, like, I, I think, doesn't Beyonce do that? Like a songwriting boot camp where like she gets a bunch of songwriters together and then like yeah. uses a vision. Like, like you can do something like that. That'd be really right. cool. But SM is not going to do that because it's about the money they can make and they're not going to, and they're, it, they're going to try to get it based on talent. But let's be real. In any given year, you're not going to find 120 separate, like, you know, talented people who are talented in a very narrow area of things. Right. Nope. I so. agree. Yeah. But, but, but no, I mean, I think I really would be interested if this was like maybe 20 people, right? Yeah, because I, I think they're really reasonable. And then, and then give more majors, like, because from this article, it's like vocal majors are required to pay 7000 a term. And also, how many terms are there, right? Like, is it, right. is it like two semesters or is it like four terms? You know what I mean? Because that's a lot of money. Right. But like, if they gave more details on what type of, okay, producing vocals, dance, modeling, acting, that's great. But turn it into actionable things. Turn it into like, if you do this, you are guaranteed. We will set you up to be a model on Paris Fashion Week or something. You know what I mean? Like, right, right, right. Give them some sort of guarantee. Like ready built in career paths for everybody who goes right. Well, to make it worth it for me to do it, that would make sense. And yeah, I agree. Like it just comes across as a money grab. Because uh, you know what? Even even mm-hmm. if they, I think if they had actually included actual classes that would be on par with going to a regular high school plus all this mm-hmm. stuff, I think that would make it worth the money. Because you're doing what you yeah. love. It's like a, if oh, they have art schools, right? They have like, like literally in New York, there's like, not just in New York, but like, and that's an immediate example. They have like performing arts high schools. They have that in, in Korea. They have that in Toronto. Yeah, exactly. So that would make sense. If you, like, I assumed before we got to that last sentence, I was like, I assume that they would also do education. So, because Korea is like, like one of those places where you have to have a good grade, you have to get into a good school. So I was trying to, I was at first hoping that there was like a synergy between those two things. But it looks like it's not. There's no synergy. It's like they literally are just saying, we're going to teach you how to be famous. And then you're going to get this dank, this janky. In, and I'm not saying that GEDs are janky, but like the way they're treating it in this case, is, it's like it's, not, it's nothing. Like they're doing it. They're doing the base that they need to do in order for you to get your high school diploma. So that they can justify this this school, right? Um, and, and, and then more than that, and then also, is it subject to? Well, I guess because GED, it doesn't really matter. It's subject yeah. to, but like, you, I I would be wondering too. Another big concern is like, are you not going to be profiting off of my child's labor because it's like, 
if there's if it's not real school, then in theory they could do things like have them be background dancers for NCT on the NCT tour and like right. not pay them. Right. Like you're paying to work or pay. you're paying to, which I guess is an internship, but that's not how they're phrasing it. So, which I, internship should be illegal. Anyway, <laughs> so this is an interesting concept that could be interesting if like they did something to get these kids or these people, because also to this another, it's kind of predatory too. Cause it's like, you're definitely targeting kids. There's no, it's not like there's a 25 year old who like, doesn't already have their GED, who's like, I'm going to go study at SMH. You know, it's like, even as a 25-year-old, that's, you know, shady for you to be praying on. But you're praying on, like, actual children. Actual, yeah. And and you're having them sacrifice their entire future for a chance, which I guess is what they're doing under the current system. But at least the current system is very honest about it. Yeah, and they can go to school at the same time and be right. Oh, yeah, they can. Like, <laughs> that experience. But, right, like, they can have the high school experience and figure out what they want to do in that, right? Like, oh, like, that's another thing. Yeah. Even if they did do what, what I proposed, right? Yeah. If they were to do that, then you're also locking, you know, it's a high school, right? So you're also right. locking like 14, 15 year olds into a career, like a, an actual career that they might not want to do. Mm-hmm. Some people figure it out as trainees that they don't want to do that, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it and they're not locked into it by the tuition and money that they pay because you can just leave and not pay any more like right i'm assuming right yeah i don't know the whole thing like i think if they had like you know if they wanted to charge people and they wanted to do that they couldn't do that without sort of stealing their high school years you know like i just and giving them a shit education on top of that like it just i know the whole thing is just really really dirty work in my opinion i'm sorry like i just don't like it it's it yeah i just you know capitalism's gonna capitalize anyways ash you here you live yes great <laughs> <laughs> all right so our last yeah i was kind of curious to see if ash had any thoughts about oh, it because yeah, it's an interesting topic oh i it's not really anything much different from what you have to say i mean i pretty much agree like it's pretty much a grift at this point i mean considering it's just another way for them to make money off of these kids and like capitalism like you guys said like use them up and then when they're done with them you know they have to figure out their lives and you know they move on to the next so yeah yeah Mm -mm. Well, we're going to get to our last topic. And we um, there's an interesting article on SCMP. And its title is, Is K-pop Dying? That depends on bands like BTS, Blackpink, and how well they know their audience, says experts. And this article is all about, you know, if K-pop has peaked in the States and the determining factors, you know, BTS and Blackpink, basically, and how that relates to longevity of K-pop. And you know, this was art of, this was released about a month ago for the Korean time. So it does still discuss the whole Heidi SME murder, which we all know fell through. So, but the topic itself is really, really interesting. So I feel like once what we had during this whole situation of SME and Heidi and whatnot was like this fear mongering that Bank PB was really pushing like K-pop 
is going to lose its its face and or it's going to lose its presence. And, you know, we have to compete with these other markets or we're just going to be, you know, we're going to fade away. K-pop's never going to exist. And that whole thing is really ridiculous to me because, you know, if you have fans, you have fans. But in this article starts with, I'm afraid that one day people will not listen to K-pop anymore. And that's the name, that's the words from Park Ji Won, who is the chief executive of Hive on like, because apparently, you know, we just talked about Jimin scoring number one on the Billboard 100. But according to Hive or this Park Jin Won person, the downfall of K-pop is near. It's 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 something that they can taste and they Oh, really? That, that person's about to be fired. <laughs> <laughs> so the article goes through, you know, how K-pop kind of really peaked. It does have a lot of really interesting comparisons with J-pop and J-rock, which I thought I'm going to mention later. But it, it starts basically with how K-pop peaked during COVID and how it's like one of the most streamed genres on YouTube. They had like, you know, billions in streams and like how we get all these records and blah, 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 blah. And they talked about the enlistment, of course, because, you know, according to a lot of people, when BTS started enlistment, that was it. K-pop was ended, period, you know? So... What a music critic, Kim Do-hyun, says is that K-pop is still enjoying its heyday right now as evidenced by massive album sales and YouTube views. But the K-pop industry should fully prepare for the future to avoid being dethroned by other genres. If it continues to experiment and broaden its horizons further to different fields like the metaverse, it will be able to gain more traction as time goes on. Do you guys agree? Or disagree? Do you think that girl they least of mine right there? <laughs> the metaverse. <laughs> what is even talking about the metaverse? Like how the crazy thing about the metaverse and all this conversation about it is like, right. if you ask real normal humans, one, they don't even know what it is. And if they do, they're probably they're probably chronically online. But <laughs> even even considering all this. Everybody thinks the metaverse is only cool in concept. Right. Yeah. Because the it's like, not the execution is not there. Because right. Honestly, right. like, the like with Meta and all the stuff Facebook's doing, it's like that already exists. Like, you have VR, you have online multiplayer games, which people already use to get their fix. And what Meta was doing was not even as appealing as those things that have been around like way longer. So the people that would normally be interested in like an Oasis type in like metaverse or whatever, they they see it as a joke. Like, so yeah, it's, yeah. I was just looking at it from the gaming point of view, like, because people kind of see it as those things already exist in a form that they prefer. So it's just interesting to see like these other brands and people talk about the metaverse, like it's this thing that's coming and it's like, we already have those like little like communities and stuff. They already exist in some form. Yeah. Sorry, had to. No, no, no. That's a really good perspective that I would not come from. Um, I just think that, okay, I want to go into what I thought was the most interesting part of this article. So, although many people compare K-pop to J-pop, they are different, Kim says. J-pop's peak came in the 1990s thanks to the emergence of prominent stars like rock band X Japan. And it says J-pop relied heavily on Japanese fans, but K-pop has amassed fans across the globe by utilizing social media platforms. So, he's basically saying that they're very, very different. However, like J-pop, K-pop is not yet mainstream in the U.S., the largest recorded music market in the world. 
And they say that K-pop still lacks general popularity. A comparatively small number of streams is a testament to K-pop's lack of general popularity. When I teach a course on pop culture or media, about, only about 40% of them show interest in K-pop. So here's my thing. I, I do agree that J-pop is not mainstream in the U.S., but I definitely believe that J-pop is something that people are more comfortable with, one, or more knowledgeable about. And I think that it definitely has a lot more credibility as a music as a yeah, music but, uh, a lot more social clout like like, like people are not afraid to admit they like j-pop people are afraid to admit they like k-pop so and right. i think in that paragraph they sure reading from that mm-hmm. that i thought was interesting was like they were like the person that was talking about their course and like k-pop's lack of general popularity and they were saying that he like that person says it appears to me that they like the groups are living in their own world occupied only by their fans right and i think that's so like endemic of like k-pop fandom as a whole like all of these like wins and 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 oh we have number one of this and that and this and that and it's like you guys are really the only people that genuinely like it it's in its own little bubble right 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 yeah no I agree I agree that's why like when I was doing like the little radio thing I really liked that because I it was like I made sure to mix up not just the I like the idols that I was selecting for it like the groups and the solos and stuff like that but the generation so I would have first gen I'd have second gen I have third gen all of these gens like all together in this like two hour span because k-pop is not just a group it is not just about your group. It is a genre or, I mean, very flexible genre. I'm going to put in quotes of like all of this history, all of these groups and soloists and songs that, you know, are bops. They're just, they sound good, like to me anyways. And I think that multi-fans are the true fans of K-pop. Like, I'm just, I'm going to say it. I think if you only like one group, and you you can't objectively like other groups because it's a competition thing or whatever. Like, I just don't think you're a fan of K-pop. You're just a fan of that group. And unfortunately, that seems to be the wave to be just fans say, of kind of things. I was going to say, well, I guess I'm a K-pop auntie, but then I realized, dang, I do like multiple groups. That's embarrassing. <laughs> so I, but you I always also, think I'm a fan, but you know. But you also like listen to, you go out of your way, you know, with us and stuff like that to listen to other music and you can say it if something sounds sometimes good. by force sometimes of course but you can also admit when things sound good and you have discovered music with us right so that's the difference in in with a lot of these people they don't listen to anything else they literally like they're so consumed about the subset of of and not not even like fans of the group fans of probably just that one person in the group who thinks exactly like them that is literally See, the eternal vision that they got going on there. <laughs> I, will, I do have to say, I do think it is really weird that whenever I meet in real life, like K-pop fans, sometimes, well, I don't actually, this doesn't actually happen often, but when I have met K-pop fans, when you open their like Apple Music or when they open their Apple Music or whatever, it's just only their, their group. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. But it's not, it's not even Western artists in there. Right. And it's just kind of concerning because it's like, 
not everything your group make is good. And you know that. And also there's stuff that's good outside of your group. And you know that. Right. So, but I mean, at the same time, though, I will say Apple Music is a a paid platform. So, right. You will only buy what you like or what you're, you know. I have to really like something to be like, oh, instead of go to YouTube, oh, I'm going to like, you know, get this. I have to really like something. Yeah, I think it's also more than just like, like, I can understand, like, if you just buy, you know, the group or artists that you really like. But like you said, like you guys have said, it's about also being open to other things or, you know, or just you know, not being, having this weird competition mentality toward anything that is not the artist or the group that you listen to, like just being open to listening to other stuff. Right. I don't know. And liking other things. Or just like not being a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, people who like will write paragraphs and articles about like how this K-pop idol is a real rapper, but not listen to any rap music. Like that. Is weird. That's like, so that's weird. So strange to me. And I, I, I don't know. I just like, like even when I was doing my whole like, I'm going back into my youth bag, you know, from the '90s and the 2000s. I listened to so many different artists. Like I was listening to like Matchbox Twenty. I was listening to Blur. I was listening to The Killers. I was listening to Mary J. You know, like if if one thing about like the radio generations you know, when the radio was actually a thing that existed is that it forced you to listen to other types of music yeah. and not just whoever you wanted to listen to. And the crazy thing is, though, about that is that you were buying albums blind back then, right? Like, you heard a song from a Mariah album and you're like, maybe I didn't want to buy, you know, her debut album, but I'm definitely going to buy Honey based on Honey, you know? So, like, it's, it's kind of insane that I think things cost a little bit more then and people are willing to make that risk because liking more than one thing was okay but now we're in a place where it's like you only spend money on what you think is a sure bet and the only sure bets you have are what you already listen to and obsess about a million times a day you know what I mean like I mean that actually you you just like set the the thing though like it is logical and that the way you framed it it sounds logical to me like why would I you know why would I gamble with my money now, I will say it is a lot cheaper now, like you're saying, it is to, to gamble with your money. Right. And I mean, I get it. I get that, too. But if you only listen to the same thing and you can't even objectively talk about it, then what's the point? Like music, like any form of art is just something that you have to experience and learn and grow with. And your things you like, I mean. Not lie. I was listening to the Veronica's, I was listening to Untouched, and I was listening to You Ruined Me. And these are like a decade apart, but they still slap. You know what I mean? Like these songs, like they grew. The, the group, the girls grew, and they're doing different things. And it's still good. And there are some stuff in their past that are not that great, aka Lolita. But you know, it's a learning curve. And I feel like if you're not willing to really just like take that risk then how are you growing as a person right like how are you becoming a better you if you're just like it's it's you know what it's not the same thing but it's kind of like people who you know are in you know very small towns usually religious based towns where they only think and believe the same thing over and over again and they have that tunnel vision and like you don't learn about the world from that standpoint 
You know, you yeah. don't learn about the world from, you know, anywhere Canada. Yeah. You learn about the world by experiencing things and taking risks. Yeah. A lot of these people are not doing any of that stuff. And that's, yeah. That's it's so stagnant. It's so stagnant. I think too, it's like a thing where you're talking about listening to different types of music and like broadening your horizons and not obsessing over just one thing. But I think that's kind of like the problem is that with the obsession, it's not even about the music at that point. Like it's just about this group and being involved in everything that they do and making sure they get number one and tops and everything and being a part of this fandom community and everything is just them. And it's not even about the music because like you said, like they can't even objectively, you know, say, okay, this wasn't their best song, you know, because that is sacrilege against the group. And that is not to get on. No, sorry. Go ahead. Listen, not to get an armchair psychologist on or anything, but you actually just made me think about something. Mm-hmm. I feel like the reason why kids these days really struggle is kids these days. Basically, <laughs> anybody who grew up with the internet, so that's probably everybody under 35, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like the reason why a lot of people under 35 really struggle with, like, basically maintaining relationships through thick and thin, like... I've seen people drop friendships at the drop of a hat, right? I think the reason why people struggle with this is because of the effects, like residual effects of like stand culture, wherein you create these communities that surrounded, that's about one particular hyper-specific interest. That's all you ever talk about with your community. And you never say your real feelings because you're afraid of being ousted out of that community. So then when you're in real life and you try to develop communities, whenever you feel differently from somebody, you can't handle it because you're so used to confirmation bias. You're so used to being in a group of people who think exactly like you, or at least try to pretend like they think exactly like you, because again, they're, the consequences are different, right? When you're talking about like losing yours, it's like a cult almost. Like mm-hmm. we've talked about this before. Like we actually did a whole episode. If you want to hear it on our Patreon, we did a whole episode about is K-pop like cults, something adjacent to that a while ago. But it is like a cult to me. I think anytime you're afraid to just be yourself and like other things because you feel like you're going to be ousted out of the group. Because again, the only thing holding that group together is that you like that thing. You start to realize y'all got some things that are not in common, okay? You start to realize we're very different. And you can't handle that difference because again, you've never had people challenge you in, in, in a significant way because everything is always about the group. Yeah. And then, like, it's really interesting that you said a confirmation bias because I was thinking, like, it's definitely a cognitive bias in that, like, you you want them to be successful. You want this group to be successful. So you're going to say that it's better than it is. Like, or you're going to, like, say that, you know, like, example with Jimin. Oh, well, he he sounded so good in all of these other examples, including the music video when he wasn't even singing live. So it's okay that this encore is not not that great, but also he sold, you know, he's number one on the Billboard 100. So it's like, there's, there's, like the logic is not logic in, but you're so far up that, the ass of that belief system that you just can't even see. Like there's no way for you. Yes, because at that point, it's your only identity, right? Because... Right. Because a lot of these people who I see doing and saying things like that are chronically online. They don't touch grass. They, 
it, I feel like outside of their online persona, they really are nobody. Not trying to be rude, but that's the truth. So when they get online, they are somebody. And they feel good about that. And right. this makes them act out in a certain way. This makes them act out maybe how they want to act out in real life because they feel sad that they don't really have that type of cloud in the real world. Right. And I feel like it's a convergence of all the worst things that the internet creates in people is personified or exemplified by stand culture, not person. It's exemplified by stand culture. Literally, like cult behavior, narcissism. I won't say, I mean, that's a real diagnosis, but like narcissistic tendencies, exclusionary tendencies. Also, if you kind of pay attention to how these like fandoms run, they run kind of like little mini fascist governments. Absolutely. It's kind of creepy how how similar they resemble stuff like Nazism. And then they wonder why people get weirded out whenever they start saying such and such supremacy. Because you start to sound like a Nazi a little bit. Let's be real. Or there's another aspect to this, too, that, that is really interesting to me. And, and it's like Hassan. OK, I know I talk about Hassan, you know, way more than I should. Hassan Piker. If y'all know, he's a YouTuber, streamer. Well, he's not a YouTuber, I'm sorry. He's a Twitch streamer, but like has a YouTube channel as well. He says this one thing all the time to his chat because Hassan, one thing to know about him, he streams for eight hours every day. So if you're a Hassan fan and you're logging into his stream, you can watch him for eight hours every single day. Wow. He doesn't break for weekends and he rarely breaks for holidays. And when he's not streaming, he's filming things to go up on his YouTube channel or his podcast channel. Right. So you kind of have this like 24-7 access to him, which we've talked about before where you have like too much access to celebrities. But where Hassan is interesting to me is like, he'll be streaming, right? And he'll be eating or he'll be like talking about, you know, he's about to eat and his mom will bring him some food or his brother will like stop by the stream and he might like say some sort of comment to his family. And then that his, his chatters, people in his chat will be like, Hassan, don't say that you're so mean. You're like, you're making your brother sad or like, Hassan, tell your mama said hi. His mom, like his, he's Turkish. So he calls his mom Anna. So, okay. which is Turkish for mom. And Aww. so people like, tell Anna, I say hi, right? And it's sweet, right? Like a sweet gesture. But Hassan, I think, recognizes where that sweet gesture can go because he'll be like, chat, don't get parasocial. Y'all starting to get parasocial. Not <laughs> usually with like, hi, Anna, or anything like that, but specifically when it's like, Hassan, why do you have your mom bring you food? Don't you think that you're like, she's, a, she's like an older woman. Don't you think that you should get up and do it yourself? And he's like, don't be parasocial. I pay for this house that my mom lives in, right? Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, there's, he he's, has his reasons for why that, like, they have their own setup that the chat doesn't know about. But because they have this eight hour a day access to him, they think they know everything about him. So it bothers him because they don't know everything and they try to tell him what to do with his life. Why am I telling this story? Well, because I feel like a lot of stands do that. Like I was just watching, I was, I was scrolling down Twitter the other day and there's this, I'll just say it. There's this Thai actor. He's new on the scene. His name is Gemini. And he was recently, he recently like put out, like told people like, don't follow me when I'm in like the parking lot. 
Because I guess people were following him outside of the venue to the parking lot. He's like, don't do that, right? I mean, yeah. It was becoming an increasing, it's becoming increasingly worse, like with people following him, putting cameras in his face and stuff like that. Because he's like, it's dangerous, which he's totally right, it's dangerous. That's how Princess Diana died. Uh, but he's like, don't do this. But he says it with a smile on his face so he doesn't hurt any feelings. You know, like people get hurt or whatever. And the response to this was crazy in the sense that like all of a sudden there were these people who were bullying people saying like, you follow Gemini, you should die and da, 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 which is okay, whatever. I, I get why they're doing it. They want to protect them. But this is where it gets crazy. I saw this one particular fan. She kept adding him on Twitter like, good morning, Gemini. Hi, sweet baby. Are you okay? If they follow you, I'm so sorry. Like, like she's having like a conversation with him and he's not responding because he's like, you know, gosh, millions of followers. Like he's not responding. And I was just like thinking to myself, I got to get off this website because that is weird. Like, that is very strange. You do not know this man. And I get being like, I, there's one thing of being concerned of basic humanity. And there's another right. thing of thinking you know somebody. Right, mm-hmm. right. A lot, actually, Jackie Ina has spoken about that a lot to you on her, like, IG and stuff like that, talking about, just because, you know, I come on here on the camera and I talk to you guys, whatever, we're not actually friends. You guys know that, right? Like, I'm here and I'm rooting for everybody and all that kind of, I'm like, trying to bring positivity into the world, you know, and representation matters and things like that but like people are like like they'll say stuff like they're actually friends like how you know you know say hi to your mom for me or stuff like that it's weird right like it's it's real weird and it's, it's, it's also dangerous like there recently was a case in the u.s where the woman had a podcast and she had the stalker she had multiple like restraining orders against him he was a truck driver he drove across the country to her house and murdered her and her husband and he was someone that was you know started out as a fan of the podcast and you know corresponded with her and her husband and then it just took a turn and he started acting crazy and you know it's just that it's a cautionary tale I mean and it's not the first time something similar like this has happened Mm -hmm. to other people that are you know internet personalities or whatever but yeah people don't realize like I mean there's real like danger like these people they have a right to want to protect their privacy and their, right. their lives. So, right. Yeah, no, absolutely. But to bring it back to the article itself, the rest of the article kind of talks about ways that K-pop can do better, especially they, they keep emphasizing Blackpink and, and BTS. Like, you know, BTS coming back in 2015 and YG. I had a take on that. Numbers to finish. Okay, let's see. So they're basically saying like once those things are confirmed, that's going to drop hints about the near future of K-pop in the U.S. And they mention that it's... Oh, hold on. I mean, it really just ends with like, oh, they should invest more in Southeast Asian market, which I mean, I think they're oversaturating it at this point, to be honest. But And they said basically once a K-pop group builds a strong fandom in Southeast Asia and proves international popularity with high views on YouTube or other quantitative accomplishments, it may be able to pique the interest of people in the U.S. as well. So they're basically doing a piggy bag thing. And I have noticed a lot more idols are going to India now. Like, I think K-pop in India has definitely gotten more traction. 
There's a lot of Thai Thai actors going to India lately too. Not right. a lot, but there are some some notable ones. But yeah, I mean, part of that too is just kind of it's kind of smart because it's a big market that is projected to become more wealthy over the years. Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, that wealthy is a huge stretch. Of <laughs> that is that is me making a complete mockery of the English language. It's projected to have more of a middle class. Mm, okay. And it's like it's like because it, I think a lot of people are seeing. The, the writing is kind of on the wall for the Chinese market. Right. And there's only so much expansion you can do in Japanese and Southeast Asian markets because it's like there's a finite amount of people there. Right. And in Southeast Asia, it, there's also like a finite amount of money, I hate to say. Whereas India, it's kind of like this untapped resource where it's like, right. And one thing that's really interesting about India is like it already has its own everything. Like the mess, it's like Japan in that sense where it's like India has their own idols. Right. And they're not going to like... Indian people are not going to stop being like hardcore stands for Indian celebrities just right. because K-pop people come over. Like that's just not going to happen. Right. So it is interesting. And, but I want to say okay. that is very disrespectful. Like his point, like I didn't read it. I'm just hearing it through y'all. So if he's really emphasizing BTS and Blackpink that much is extremely disrespectful because yes, I get it. They're at the top, right? We know this, but like, the they're not the only people making noise in the industry like it's not they're not even i would i i would love to see the statistics on this but i would probably venture to say that bts and blackpink together probably account for less than half the revenue in the k-pop industry which is still a lot but it's not so much to where it's like and also too it's not like bts and blackpink as musical artists ever made it big in america like he's making it seem like their success in america depends like k-pop success in america depends on bts and blackpink as if bts and blackpink were like huge here that was never the case they were never big here even blackpink who i would i personally think is way more respected here yes they're not like they're not celebrities. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're not the people that you're seeing articles about. They're not the people that, like, you're, who, like, outside of the specific niche of people who always cover them, you're just not seeing them in, in your face every yeah. day. You know? Like I said, it's the bubble. And they do mention in the article about them not being known to the general public. Right. So I think, like, they did say that they need to kind of reconsider their strategy here just because they like at least a couple of people that they spoke to did say they were like we know that the the specific strategies that they use in Korea to get idols over with the public is not necessarily really going to work like they mentioned specifically about how they were saying American or Western fans like to see their celebrities have opinions on things and, you know, have causes that they support. And they're like in Korea, not so much. They just want them to be pretty and, and sing. And they're yeah. like, that's kind of a, di- you know. The funny thing so. really is true about that too, though, is that even in this article, they mentioned that fourth generation K-pop acts, especially boy bands, are not even well known in the general public in Korea. So it's actually really funny. Oh, no, I mean, I remember having conversations with my actual, like, friends from Korea. Right. Who were like, who is tomorrow by together? Like, what What are these words? And they make no right, sense. Right, right, <laughs> right. It's really funny how this whole article is about the success in with the general public in America, while it also acknowledging that your 
more recent artists are not even like well-known into the general public in Korea. If it's not like New Jeans, if it's not like Ivy, Elise Seraphim, like who are the girls, Espa, you know, like, or like a big survival show like even like what point is not really popping off i feel as much as like some of the way way bigger ones like the one-on-one survival show the iowa like all those shows like that had the attention of the country right you know what i mean like right so it's it's really interesting but they also mentioned some something some other reasons that the k-pop industry is not cooking so basically they said also that K-pop industry needs to understand its international fans who have different demands and interests. In a culturally diverse country like the U.S., the younger generation usually expects celebrities to speak for themselves and weigh in on diverse social issues ranging from grid rights to environmental problems. They are not like Korean fans who just want their singers to stay away from trouble and pay attention to their music. I think these differences should be meticulously considered for k-pop to further rise or raise its profile on the international stage and they also said that k-pop management companies have to take better care of the idol trainees and develop a more advanced system to incubate them Uh, they need a system that can help idols trainees become talented and independent artists many people still point out that k-pop agencies have too much control over their singers and tend to babysit them. And they also mentioned like the dating ban and other restrictions and that have made them come across. Hey, well, he, what he's describing, first of all, he's a genius. Right. Not really, but that's the smartest thing he wrote. But what he's describing is just the Western music industry. That's just how we treat celebrities here. Like right. they are people, they are human. And we want to hear them talk about, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some Republicans that'll tell LeBron James to shut up and dribble, but like, the rest of us, we do want to know what this person thinks. Right. Sometimes it comes from an unfortunately parasocial place where people just want to like, you know, I don't know. People sometimes just want to know for their own kind of like, oh, I want to be able to connect with this person more, which is for I guess. Just, or they use it to like sort of validate their own opinions on their themselves. own beliefs. Yeah. Like, I'm of course, I, I like this person because of course they're a good person. You know what I mean? Like that's what we see a lot of the time too. Like, or like, it's, it's like, yeah, no, that's a good point. Or it's like changing your beliefs to fit what your faith says. Right, right, right. Right, like, like, but I will say there is another part of people who aren't like that, who just kind of want to make sure their dollars are not going in the wrong pockets. Like I personally, for me, when I want to know somebody's beliefs, which is very rare, but when I want to know like a celebrity, I, I mean, I guess it's not that rare, but when I want to know a celebrity's beliefs, it's not 90% of the time, actually 100% of the time, I think, I just want to make sure that I'm not putting money into something that's going to directly harm my community or vulnerable communities because too many times that's what's happening. Like I remember when everyone was kicking about Trump before he became president before 2016. And then he became president and then ruined, proceeded to ruin like the country. Right. Right. And it's like this idea that like you're feeding into the thing that makes him more powerful. That's mm-hmm. what I don't want to do. I want to make sure my dollars are not going in the wrong hands. But some people, you know, I mean, like I said, once again, the point is, is, and there's also this other thing that I love, my famous quote, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Right. I, lo- I just want to sometimes, it ain't even that deep sometimes. Sometimes I just want to know somebody's opinion on something. And it, I don't even think about it much more beyond the fact that I'm like, oh, so this person is human. All right, next, right? right? Whereas idols, they be scared to give an opinion about it. Idols be scared to give an opinion about something that is obviously wrong. Like old girl right. from Twice who wore the Nazi shirt. She was like, oh, the Nazis, there were bad? I didn't know. Like, girl, 
you can admit when something is bad. Come on, especially universally bad. Like, yeah, actually, I think in in Cham's apology, it wasn't even like an acknowledgement that like they didn't know. It was more like, oh, like this was a mess, was a mistake kind of thing. I mean, I don't have to look it up. Well, but I don't know what it was. My point is, is like my. I, I, I want to be clear here. I was exaggerating for dramatic effect. I don't know exactly what she said, but I know she said something along the lines of like, you know, I thought, I'm pretty sure I, I do remember there being like, I don't know. She didn't correctly recognize the meaning of the symbol. There you go. That's another, that's a roundabout way of saying that I'm going to tell y'all I didn't know, even though I probably didn't know. And I just wanted to wear it anyway. Right. Um, it's the fact of the matter that like, they're afraid to offend anybody or like, it, it's, and it's weird how they choose what they think offensive is, but we'll get back to that another time. But like they, it's, but it's still, it's like, they're afraid they're going to offend anybody. But it's like, oh girl, some people you need to offend. Like if you see Israel bombing Palestine, maybe you should offend <laughs> like the bombing campaigns on Palestine, right? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like if I see Aaron Yeager murdering innocent humans who are not Marleyan, yeah, I'm gonna say that he's a trash human being. Right. Hi. Attractive, handsome, beautiful, gorgeous, terrible. A person. true leader, a true leader among men. But yes, definitely not not making right decisions sometimes, you know. Yeah. Admit it. So, admit it. Yeah, sorry. Sorry for going on that tangent. I just have to say, like, I just think it's like I think he's making great points right. about the fact that they need to change their system to let the idols just be people because, and, and part of that is let's stop calling them idols. But the, I think right. what's hard about me not calling them idols is most of them, that's all they are, right? Like right. I hate to say it. Most of them, all they are is just Barbie dolls. I, I can count on my hand, the real artists. And you want to know what's super emblematic of this to bring it full circle all the way back to the beginning of this episode. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Very, very succinct, very, very on point. I like it. I like how we brought it full circle because we did. We didn't bring it full circle here. I will say, like, I agree 100% with that. Everybody has said on this subject matter, but also like K-pop is, you know, it's it's cyclical. It it does something like it, it, it expands just so much and then it kind of comes back to itself and then it expands some more. We saw, we've seen this with every generation of K-pop. So I'm not sure what they're so worried about. Like as long as people are fans of Korean entertainment, there will be K-pop fans. It, it, it doesn't matter. Like the will they be the top? You know? Meltdowns. I mean, they were never the top. They will, I think they'll always be a niche market because mm -hmm. because the system is not set up for like real artists. And so you're just gonna have and and because it's still I think it's still beholden to like what Korean fans want and what the Korean market want and what Korea expects from its citizens. I don't think it'll ever be mainstream because of that reason. You know, internationally speaking, we don't always have to agree. I mean, there are some like there are some like YouTubers who I don't 100% agree with, but, you know, I like knowing what they think on certain subjects because I can pick and choose what's acceptable for me and what's not. And I think with K-pop, you don't even get that choice because they're just so afraid to have opinions on anything because it's not expected of them. They're just supposed to say, shut up and sing, shut up and diet, you know, shut up and perform. And I mean, shut up and sing is a huge stretch, but yeah. definitely shut up and look pretty. 
Right, right, exactly. So I think, I, I personally think for that reason, there will always be that barrier. People like it because it's fun to look at and it's different and it can be pretty like earwormy and stuff like that. But I mean, I I, I would not consider any anything, well, most of it to be of substance. And you know, not everything has to be. Sometimes you just want like blue, or like, I love Barbie girl. Like sometimes you just want a fun song. Oh my God, why do you just, I'm like, I'm in the like Barbie tag right now. That sounds been in my head too. Ready, you go. We can tell because you <laughs> it's like when, when you couldn't finish the song the first time, you started right. it again. Why it's been on my head? That and Lady in Red. But anyways, yes. Yeah, so very interesting articles on the Korea Times. If you guys are interested, also talking about Che Young, Tamar Herman has a newsletter, and she actually put out an article about you know being Jewish and seeing the responses to the situation. And I thought it was a very interesting read. So I definitely recommend checking out tomorrow's newsletter. I think from Substack, I'm not sure. But it is about the Cheyong situation. So if you want to hear about it from the perspective of somebody who is Jewish, because we are not, I definitely say give it a, a read and, you know, let her know if you like it. But we are going to get to our last segment of the show. And that is Featured. Yay! So our Featured group is going to be a group called Amers. So Amers, formerly known as what? B3 OYZ. And first, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> this is what I said on K-pop profile. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not sure what that is. <laughs> also, Zen ain't a letter, but you know. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me see if they have another, like, profile page outside of K-pop. Oh, yeah, I don't think that's gotta be fault, like incorrect. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, this doesn't even have a thing on them. Okay. Well, anyways, they're called Aimers. That's all you really need to know here. And first debuted last year. They consist of six members and, and they are under hyper rhythm. Their members are Sunhyun, Injun, Doryun, Yol, Sungwan, and Young. And they debuted on November 17th, the album Stage O, Stage Zero, Betting Starts. And let's look at these, these guys. Looks like the leader was born in 1998. Whoa. Wow. Oh, we that's, love adults. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, that's it's crazy how that's rare now. And the map, they were born in 2003. And we're going to take a look at... It was somehow an adult. <laughs> right, right. We're going to listen to their two songs. So their debut was called I don't know which one came first if it was flowers or if it was well we're gonna listen to fireworks let's just okay. go <laughs> <laughs> oh found footage oh wait never mind it didn't go the direction I wanted it to go right I thought it was gonna be like at first like a zombie apocalypse or something you know me too like, I thought it was gonna be a horror type song me too yeah. I will say they got the exposure on this bad boy up very high. That man <laughs> was see-through. <laughs> Notably only his face, though. His neck, right. very much a normal skin color. Care <laughs> shouldn't say that. Ash, take that out. Oh. I kind of like that part. 
I'm really not here anymore. I was not expecting choreography. That was so random. <laughs> if you think about it, though, doing yeah. like a phantom footage, very much unserious dance portion in your music video, like it's a really, really clever way to make something if you don't have a lot of money, but right. still make it look good and natural, you know? Yeah, I agree. Because even the choreography parts, you can tell it's like, you know, candid camera type thing. Right. But it still looks good. This song is honestly giving me like 90s boy bands in America. Like it's it's like classic boy band fair, not like what I'm used to with K-pop now. Right. Really? Yeah. Still it's like it's a, a K-pop to me. It was kind of a 90s boy band yeah. feel. Like it's yeah. giving me like no strings attached B-side. Like for me, it's mostly the chorus. It is the chorus. Yeah. I don't hear it, but I also didn't listen to 90s boy band, so. Okay. All right. Wow, that was fireworks, and we are going to go. Oh, it was a special single. Well, it looks, it's on here is like the second song. So, okay, the next song is called Fight Inside, and that's their actual debut. Okay. That's definitely the, the one born in 2003. <laughs> <laughs> My sweet orange tree. I wonder if their color is going to be orange. Oh, I thought it was a real book. This definitely feels more like a title already. You can tell they are super, like, obscure because they don't even have English jobs. Right. Even the most obscure groups have English jobs. This kind of reminds me of, didn't we not listen to Tam, who had a video in front of this place? I feel like, I was about to say, I didn't feel like <laughs> this place is very familiar. Is this, is this like, is there only one diner, one paradise diner in, like, <laughs> Well, there's Korea? one, like, American-style diner. Right. right. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> Like I'm that is American right now. Like Americana. Like their choreo is really interesting. It's giving but very much Riverdale. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a very interesting change. They're they're doing like a it's kind of cute. They're they're kind of cute. You know, I mean they have a cutesy vibe. And it's not even cutesy in like a cringy way. It's like I feel like they're having fun, you know? Right, right. Like, they're allowed to have some form of personality in there. Yeah. I just hope it's, you know, 10 years from now, they aren't making songs about their haters and, you know, fuck out of ops and whatnot. <laughs> you know what it is? I just realized. They feel like a girl group. Oh, I, I can see that as well. Yeah. They're giving me girl group vibes. <laughs> you know why? Because girl groups, for the most part, still make music like this. Yeah. 
And they got it from the 90s, like, pop scene. So that makes sense. Okay, I have a random thing. Y'all ever been watching, like, a K-pop group and, like, they're all put together, clean and crisp, you know, not a single hair out of place. Yeah. And then think to yourselves, they probably don't shower every day. <laughs> no. Like, I don't think K-pop started had bad odor. Alleged. I don't know. I just feel like, I've been thinking sometimes, like, if you want to be, if you're being realistic about it, there is a 76% chance that they have skid marks in their underwear. Because... I feel like a lot of a lot of men that age, I don't know, are not clean. Boys and men right. are just like not. I feel like maybe it's because like I don't know. I feel like if you grew up around a lot of guys, you maybe have this weird stereotype that just, they're just not the most hygienic. And I just think to myself, they are. I mean, when you, when you see, like, especially if you spend time on Twitter, like, if you spend even five to ten minutes on Twitter, and you're like, you're seeing stuff like, men, is it gay to clean your butt? Men, is it gay to yeah. put lotion on your hands? Men, is it gay to wash a cup? Like you, you get this idea like they aren't clean, you know, like that some of them are just kind of gross. Yeah. Um, so, well, and they're young too. So like you get that. That's like, it's like mostly because they're young. Yeah, that college age, late high school age where, you know, their room smells like B.O. because they've been playing video games all day or whatever, you know. Like, exactly. Stereotypes. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not saying it's for real, guys, but I'm just saying the stereotypes do exist for a reason, you know? So yeah, I sometimes, sometimes you'll be watching the group and you'll be watching them interact with, like, their female fans and they and their female fans are just so in love or they are, you know, whatever, their younger fans are so in love. And, and you just, the whole time in the back of my head, I'm like, he definitely did not take a shower. His brain would probably kick him. But she, she, all she blinded by like the aesthetics. Like, I don't know. I, I've been thinking that sometimes. And you know what? It doesn't help too because some of like some of Thai actors I really like will be like, I, they say some wild stuff <laughs> about like hygiene. Like, I like you. You worked out all day. And you just went to bed. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Like, like a little it's really funny. It's like you come, you came home, and you were like, "I'm gonna take my shoes off, and I don't have my shoes on on like the floor." But then you used your outside clothes on your, and you sat on your bed. Like, in your bed, I question heavily because like, I do not use my outside. I do not wear my outside clothes on my my bed. Like especially if I've been I like on my outside the clothes bus. on the couch, right? If, if, especially if I've been on the TTC and I'm downtown, and you're sitting on the seats and yeah. everything like that. Like, 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 I literally get home, I throw my clothes off, and then I just go and shower because, like, it's, people are gross. COVID has taught me okay. more than anything yes. that people are gross. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And you know what? Okay, this is what I had to say. I can't even limit this to like men. Obviously, we're talking to stereotypes. We're not talking like yeah. every man or. Right. But like, I'll go to the, like, I rarely, I hate using public restrooms, but like, if I go to public restroom, man, there's Probably a certain gross. type of woman. I'm not going to say, maybe y'all can figure it out. There's a certain type of woman that just will like go to the stall, use the bathroom, come out and just like fix her hair and walk out. I'm sure y'all can put together what kind of woman. I mean, there are literal podcasts with these types of women who are like, I don't wash my hands ever. Because Mm. even though science and things like the Black Plague have proven that hygiene is literally, you know, the make or break for a pandemic and things. I don't, well, I, mean, I do not to believe it. 
When you think about the fact that like life expectancy increased by like 50 years when doctors started washing their hands. Right. Like, it just, yeah. yeah. And you stopped going to a fucking butcher. So like for all of your ailments and they actually like regulate medic. Like they were like, hmm, maybe if we're going to put this inside a person, maybe we should clean it first. And that literally added 20 years. <laughs> on the life 20 of years. 20 years. Like, <laughs> like, oh my God. Anyway, I will say no offense to Amers. I'm not, I wasn't trying to imply that y'all dirty or nothing. I'm just saying that whenever I see a group of teenage boys together, I get really scared. Either. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you walking down the street, you see a group of teenage boys, you either fear for your life or you feel for your nose. So right. <laughs> I, I just, I just had to say, you know, I thought they were cute. I thought they I were really cute. Yeah. They were very fun, high energy, a lot of talent. I don't know if they have the it factor yet, but definitely talented. Definitely. I don't know. I just like their energy and they would probably be a lot of fun if they opened. Because K-pop doesn't really do opening acts, huh? they do they do sometimes but not often enough and i think it has to be like in korea for the most part because then you don't have to pay to have like the other the opening app kind of tour with you i think mm-hmm. it's really a cost thing but yeah they don't really do opening acts they i mean they're more like to do festivals like k-pop festivals like k-con or something you know well maybe these guys can't open for chris brown no, I would not wish that. Okay, okay, but open for somebody. Yeah, here. no, that's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, if they had a senior group, I think it would be kind of it would be a good idea to sort of introduce them in that way. But it looks like they're probably the only people in this company. So, but I thought they were cute too. I thought they were fun, and I did have to look it up because I was like that that diner was really like bothering me. But yeah, it was from Tan's No Lie, sorry, Beautiful Lie MB. They were literally eating burgers in that restaurant and like dancing okay. in front of it. So yeah, all right, I'm tan. But yeah, I thought they were cute, and I'm I'm kind of interested to see what what else they do. They got a lot of videos. Like to be an idol, like a idol or whatever these days is just very tiring. Because how you have like I was going through Tan's videos to po- to figure out which one it was, and I feel like they have at least seventy videos on here. Just seventy videos of, of just them hanging out and stuff plus the all the promo for their album it's great they, they took they took the bts model a little too seriously when we said <laughs> you need to do social media we didn't mean that right ash what did you think they're cute not for me but i definitely i feel like they have a they have a little something i don't know if it's like their presentation or like their personality but they're appealing right their music is not totally appealing to me but i feel like if they can get the right song and get out in front of the right people they could amass a pretty good following yeah Um, yeah guys and they have really good energy so i definitely think that there's a market i mean there's a market for everything guys never give up so (laughs) yeah let us know how you how you guys feel about amers did you know who amers was because i didn't and i'm usually pretty on top of like the new them. <laughs> Let us know how you thought about that and also all of the topics. You know where to reach us on Twitter at Nyat Edisons, on Facebook and Instagram at Nyat Your Average Netizens, at Gmail at Not Your Average Netizens, at gmail.com. Shout outs, shout outs, and shout outs. So you guys have any shout outs? I want to shout out to Lee Timmon for Always. 
being back. And when he came back, Shiny's official account posted his emojis. Because I feel like, you know, every idol has one emoji. Taylor has like 50. Because he always, like, everything he touches, he, like, adopts it. So he's got his, like, baby cheese emoji, his little baby shark emoji. And it's kind of crazy that this man is 30 years old, but we're like, baby! <laughs> he's so cute. Yeah. And then I want to shout out to... Shout out to SM Entertainment for exposing new methods to exploit people every day. <laughs> they, you know what? You can say what you want about them, but they will never not try a thing. Like, they said it. We don't even know what this is yet, but we're going to do it. <laughs> they said exploitation? They said, what time is it? It's exploitation o'clock. <laughs> they are always ready. We hate to see it, but we also love to see it. It's content, so, you know. See, I want to, I feel like that's my only shout outs. Okay. Bye, y'all. I, I only have shout outs. I mean, shout outs to all of us, of course. And shout outs to, to meal prep. I'm learning to meal prep. And uh, it is both frustrating, but rewarding. Oh. So. See, I can't meal prep. I feel like I, one day I'll wake up and I'm like, I need to eat this right now. It doesn't matter what's in my fridge. And I will go and buy it. <laughs> So I feel like meal prep is not that great for someone like me. Good, good luck and good job because it is a healthier and more efficient option. So good for you. Shout outs to us. Shout outs to Jay. Shout outs to the listener. Thank you so much for, you know, streaming, downloading, listening to us, sharing your thoughts, opinions, voting on our polls, even when they're ridiculous. Thank you for the report. <laughs> uh, I can't I, wait to see how many people think that uh, is an alpha. <laughs> Thank you, Nat, for introducing this uh, your your world to the world. Listen, I there are very there are a lot of facts that I don't share with the world, but I always make sure that I, whatever I share with the world, it's going to make somebody laugh. You know, and I'm trying. I try yeah. not to be mean about it. I try yeah. to like bring joy the way in any way, shape, or form that I can because this this place sucks. But anyways, shout outs to Naruto. I have finished all 220 episodes of Naruto, including 50, almost 60 episodes. <gasps> Crazy. Shout out to Attack on Titan. I finally watched season four, part three, part Final one. Part. Yes, I finally watched it. So yeah, I want to shout out, do a heavy shout out to my past self for knowing that Aaron was still the same Aaron and he had y'all food with all that crying and whatnot. So, and I can't say too much because I don't want to spoil. But yes, right. and shout out to Armin for being my baby still. I forgive you for all the stuff that happened in that episode. If you know, you know. And I want to shout out to my girl, Ymir. Well, kind of not though at the same time because why would you do this? <laughs> why would you look at this man and go, hmm, this seems like a mentally stable person. <laughs> I can put my trust in him. So we don't know about you. Right. But I still feel bad for you. So shout out to you. Um, yeah, I just had to do the big shout outs real quick. No, I, I'm very happy that you finally watched it. We'll I watched it. it and it was like, I watched it the week that it came, literally the day it came out. I was like, ooh, girl. <laughs> I don't watch it. I watched it, Aaron. I was like, ooh, girl. <laughs> you know, it, it is what it is. And I am still a Jaegerist at You heart. cannot be attractive and also be a good person. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like really hard. It happened because, like, 
But we're watching Naruto, me and Nikki for Soju. And there's like one of the bad guys in the in, in the first kind of arc, whatever, is um, Itachi, who's Sasuke's brother. And like, we know he murdered his whole family. But I was looking at this man like, you know, we need to to hear him out. Because I feel like he's so, he's too attractive to have done all this terrible stuff. And I realized in that moment that I am also a part of the problem. And that's probably why someone like Aaron is like, someone that I I hold dear to my heart because if you look good I just like <laughs> I'm a problem guys I'm a problem but I want to say shout out to Itachi because he's fine shout out to Kakashi as well because he is also fine shout out to Shikamaru if you know you know my favorite yeah um, that is officially a weep anytime you start enjoying Naruto unironically yeah I got a lot of questions listen no piece, I could kind of empathize with you a little bit but you kind of crossed the line is bleach next is bleach next on your list because didn't she finish bleach don't don't talk to me about bleach Uh, Uh, I thought she finished bleach me and bleach have permanently broken up but not so you don't want to get me started on bleach I I just want to judge part 7 because I'm I I don't want to start JoJo's you haven't started it you have to start it I just don't know where because there's like I, I, I'd say if you want to understand the current JoJo canon, then you really just need to start with part three. But it, it, you beginning. can watch the abridged, you can watch the abridged videos to understand like part, see, part one and part two. Oh, I didn't okay. watch part one and part two. I, say, I actually honestly, didn't watch part three. Watch all of it from the beginning. I've, I've watched it from the beginning and it is like you, you need that time to acclimatize how crazy it is. So that by the time you get to the future stuff and you're actually like, you're actually more able to pay attention to the story and yeah. not the crazy shit happening around it. Like, That's you can fair. appreciate it more. Yeah. But I, I was going to say, like, yes. like, and they look apparently, insane. apparently the best part of Jojo is part seven, which is really? why I started watching, yeah, Steel Ball Run, which is oh. why I started, because like people are saying part seven of Jojo is like up there with like greatest manga of all time. So like, really? that really piqued my interest in like people talking it. about yeah, no, and then it, 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 the main character, uh, this ain't really a spoiler. What really, what made me feel like that's probably true is the main character is actually handicapped. Yeah, or I did see that. Same, I don't know if I should say handicapped, but he's in a wheelchair. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's, they're disabled. Yeah, I get that. In, I did see that. I mean, I finished Stone Ocean and it broke oh. all parts of me inside with the ending. But well, don't tell me because I'm not going to tell you. I'm not gonna tell you. So I did finish Jolene's run. And let me tell you about Jotaro. <laughs> what a man. What a man is all I gotta say. He's a man. He's a man, but he's also a man, right? So right. Right. if y'all know about I, I haven't watched the end um Stone Ocean, but I will say that like from what you hear about Jotaro, he just like his grandpa, and if you know anything about Joseph, Joseph cheated on his wife. So I'm not saying General cheated on his wife, but Jotaro is a fuckboy. Like he's a fuckboy, like like advanced version. Like once they, you know, <laughs> you know, like you know like 35. Not say no. So it's okay. You can do whatever you want, Mister, because I'm okay with that. Jonah was very cool, though. I love his character. Oh, yada yada. Okay, look at me. I sound like a weeb, but we love Jonah. We love Jolene. 
We love right. airmen. And yeah, also we love Foo Fighters. So my God, we do. We do. <laughs> we're the Foo Fighters. And so, Anastasia. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. Definitely. Also, shout out to Poochie for just being like a villain Poochie. and being like being being a, a, a person of color. It's funny because right. Poochie's Italian. But he looked black. I feel like you're just uh, Iraqi is just feeding into this Italian person of color thing. I will represent for the Italian POCs and the out there. (laughs) (laughs) We love you. We appreciate you. We love you. We, I honestly, for me, whenever I see like a lot of the black characters, especially the black male characters in animes, tend to be hoteps. Like, it's hotel. Hotel. It's like that man literally in the whole tab. I don't care if we didn't want to tell me. So. <laughs> I, I straight up feel like a lot of mangakas are like, a lot of mangaka, like a lot of Japanese people are into black culture, but like the type of black culture they get into is like the most otek. It's like right. the worst right. version. Like, right. I'm, right. I'm like, what do you mean all you listen to is Wu-Tang Clan? And like, right. 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 What? It's so true. It's so true. But yeah, shout out. Yes. Like, we'll say with One Piece, I got to like episode 400, I think, or something like that. I got real deep into it. And then I found out that a mangaka was like, yeah. openly yeah, kind of into another mangaka who is literally a pedophile. So I had to, I had to consciously choose not to consume any more One Piece. But I did enjoy oh. it when I was watching. Mm. I, I will say I did enjoy it, but I just could not co-sign that fuckery. So uh, yeah. until he comes out and says like, ooh, I don't fuck with that man, me and One Piece are on a permanent break. Okay. Perfect. Mm-hmm. But Naruto, I did enjoy Naruto. So yes, I am very surprised about that because I thought I would hate it because I tried to watch it before and it wasn't, it didn't do anything for me. But I can actually see why it had these kids running through the hall with their arms back, like in elementary middle school. (laughs) I understand now why people were like that. I, you know, Naruto doesn't have an inside voice, but I love him and I respect him. That was Nick, y'all. She next. <laughs> so, but really, it's about Kakashi and Shikamaru. Sorry. And Hanata. I love Hanata. Shout out to Man, yes. So do you, like, are these the only anime you guys watch? Or do you guys watch, like, other stuff? No, we watch whatever. So we watch things together a lot. Right? Like, yeah. right now we're watching the Vampire... We're re-watching the Vampire Diaries. We're watching... She was pretty, and we are also watching this like fifty episode Korean drama that's like a weekender. Mm-hmm. And then oh, we but watch anime, anime specifically. Oh, animes! Yeah, we watch whatever. So like, okay, before Naruto, we were watching something else. I can't even remember. But I watch basically everything on Netflix and anything that's on streaming that I that I can stream on my TV is convenient for me. So those are the things that I watch. But I usually find like. I've done things that I really am going to... It's different. Maybe it's new. Maybe it's something I've heard that's really popular. So I'll give it a try. I watched Demon Slayer and it's beautiful gowns. I didn't really like the story. I loved Black Butler. I love... Well, people, people are so obsessed with like Demon Slayer, the right. two that I've noticed. Demon Slayer and Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah. And, yes. and then also Chainsaw Man has become a bigger lately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just came out. I'm comparing about yeah. Chainsaw Man. Yeah. I mean, people are saying Attack on Titan levels and I'm like, ah, I saw for is like a it's it's kind of something that I normally would not be into because I don't really like a lot of like gory like gross stuff. Mm-hmm. 
but like attack but attack and titan also has the soundtrack that it had so it got it hooked me right away right oh, yeah. so but i i wouldn't watch something like chainsaw man because it's just a bit too gruesome for me mm, uh, yeah i like shonen i grew up watching shonen i would love i've been trying to get into shoujo but shonen i, I think story-wise shonen really works for me even if the character stuff is really shit because the mangakas are usually not that good at writing have you guys seen madoka magica oh my god yes okay you watch that <laughs> so you should watch that i'm honestly ash watch oh, no, it i have seen it i have seen oh, it. i haven't seen the sequel the movie thingy it was yeah. weird i didn't oh, okay but i haven't but, seen it that's what i was gonna i was asking if you're looking for something kind of like that you should watch the girl from mercury it's like okay. one of the newest gundam series that's all. Oh, okay. I love I love mecha stuff, so I watch basically all of it, and I'm a huge Gundam fan. Mostly, Gundam I, mean, I mean, I feel like people have told me that I would like mecha stuff because I like yeah. Attack on Titan, and I'm like, I don't think so because I try. I know it's not an anime, but I did try Boltron, and I while I did like parts of Boltron, I didn't like it for the Boltron aspect. <laughs> like, I, I don't even know how to explain it. Like it wasn't the actual assembling of the robot i guess and what was the other one evangelion i just can't get past like i know it's i know it's gonna look like that because it's older but like i i thought i watched well, they some have new the new, uh, movies if they, you mean, they did like a like a it's not like a reboot but they didn't do like Master. another take on it yeah another take on it the mangaka because he was really depressed when he wrote it so it's really fucked up like super fucked up but if you watch like the new one apparently it has like a happier ending because he's happier now so i think and and also now it's the technology is better so this the style will be better for you i watched evangeline like i watched through before and i rewatched it recently because one of my mutuals was like you should rewatch it i know you hate it but you should rewatch it i rewatched it again i still hate it i didn't like it i'm sorry i don't like it i also don't like cowboy bebop i don't care i know i get into cowboy bebop it's not that i didn't like it i just never could get into it I watched it. I was bored, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> I like uh, it. It wasn't for me. It wasn't the best me. thing that's ever bested in anime, yeah. but I appreciate it. I like I like his second series, the guy that did Cowboy Bebop, Samurai Champloo. Have you guys heard I've of never, that? I've never, nah. I've never seen it. I've heard like, of it. So yeah. how Cowboy Bebop is like based, like it's got that theme of like blues and noir. Yeah. Like Samurai Champloo is set during the Edo period of Japan and it's all hip hop music. So it's all Japanese hip hop artists, rappers. It's actually kind of cool. And like he incorporates the culture. So it's like anachronistic. So you've got samurai like doing like break dancing and things like that. Oh, it's kind of cool. Are there any black characters? (laughs) They're coded black characters. Why would you ask questions? Right, right, right. right. Well, I also am kind of rewatching Inuyasha right now, which I am actually really enjoying. But I would say, like, as a recommendation for what I think are, like, some of the best shonen, clearly Dragon Ball, and not just nostalgia. I rewatched it recently, and I loved it. Again, anyways. I'm sorry, but I can't do all the battle arcs and all the filler. Like, just get to the point. Yeah. I, I got to get to the point. Yeah, no, I mean, I think for you, you'd, like, you prefer more of a contained story. I think yes. you could watch Madoka. I think you would really yeah, enjoy Madoka. Madoka. So I think that would be something that you would enjoy, Jimin. But also, like, Yu Yu Hakusho, necessary. It's a necessary story. It's by the same guy, the same mangaka who did, what's it, Hunter Hunter? 
which is also Ooh, a must watch. Fantastic. Okay. You have a show and it's shorter. And even though it is kind of, it's still like a battle style, it, because it's shorter, you don't really feel like it's dragging the same way that Dragon Ball does. Dragon Ball Z, not Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball is actually pretty, pretty basic in tape. Dragon Ball Z will have Goku, what's his face, that green dude, Cell or whatever, for like 30 episodes because each episode, they each get one hidden. The other ones are not like that. So I would definitely say, Hunter Hunter, you you have a show for sure. It's so funny. Like one scene, Kiske <laughs> called the bed. But first of all, he said, I don't care if you're um, a woman or a baby, I don't care who you are, I'm gonna knock you out. I was like, this man's for real. And then on top of that, he called basically the deals in the story a toddler bitch. Let me tell you, wow. that show is so funny. It's so funny, but it is also kind of heartfelt. Like when Hermari showed up at his case funeral and they literally fought every day. Like they were rivals, but the man died and he was so heartbroken that his rival died that he showed up at his funeral while his eyes out. Like that, that is a really classic. Like screw Cowboy Bebop, put you have a show at the top. And the soundtrack is fire. Soundtrack is real fire. So shout out all that to say, shout out to Naruto. Shout out anime. Yeah. And anime. Yeah. Let us know what you guys are watching anime-wise. Because I'm almost finished The Wish for Mercury. So we should do some anime watch. Like yeah. when we watch together. We do Soju Chronicles. Yeah. Nyan. Sort of like collaborations where we watch anime and have a good time at it. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, down. I'm down. I mean, me and Jimin did a like three-hour Attack on Titan episode once. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's definitely something that, you know, we it's not, it's not important. Not unprecedented, so. Right, right, <laughs> exactly. But anyways, thank you guys for your, your time and your support. We hope you have a great day. Bye. 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 So abrupt. <laughs>